I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And I'm Av Sinemsky. And, and Alex, Alex hello. hello. I, I see, see you. I acknowledge, I acknowledge you. you. I connect, I connect with, you. with you. Now, isn't that idiotic? <laughs> Super Look, idiotic. I don't really like a purposeless conversation. The conversation has to be a secondary activity. Okay. It can't be the primary activity. For example, you converse on a podcast. The conversation is a secondary activity. And the primary activity is selling manscaped ball shavers. <laughs> <laughs> well, not on this podcast. Yeah. On this podcast, we're only selling anchor. We only uh, sell the podcast host. Yes. Welcome back to pretty, pretty, pretty good. A Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season 11, episode three, which originally aired yesterday, November 7th, 2021. Maybe it's two days ago by the time we post this. Um, yeah, this podcast is going to be J to J. And actually, this podcast is going to be J to J to J to J. So why don't you uh, tell our listeners what they're in for? J to the fourth power. Yeah, we're doing something a little bit uh, different this week. We uh, have decided to do a crossover episode, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter style, with the uh, post-show recaps Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast with our good friends, Josh Wiggler and Akiva Wiedeker. You know Akiva? You know my friend Akiva? Mm, I think he was a, po- a guest on this podcast once, so I'm familiar with him. Okay, so you met him. And so was Josh. Um, uh, Josh was also a guest on this podcast. Um, has he been on uh, Has he been on 32 Fans? Yeah, he's been on 32 Fans. Don't ask me when, but yeah, who knows? Um, So, yeah, so we decided to kind of just like join forces. There's a there's a spike podcast. There's an original podcast. We don't know which is which. I guess they started first. We're more of the like entrenched curve podcast. So it's like, you know, to each their own on which is the original podcast and which is the spike podcast. But we decided to join forces this week. Um, So we're going to um, do an episode with them together. Um, We're going to talk about season 11, episode three, the mini bar. Um, so we're gonna, you're going to hear that in a little short while. Um, anything else we want to say before we uh, we jump into that? Um, I, I have to say, I like the intro we did on this podcast. The hello, I see you, I connect with you. It was I talked about this last week, how like, you know, when the best lines in the trailer kind of ruins it, even though that was in the season trailer and the episode trailer, it was still funny when they got to it. Yeah, so it was yeah. it was still great. Um, it was yeah, the, the the Larry Jeff combo. They're so great. Their chemistry is amazing. Um, and I still maintain I said this when we did our like preview episode just based on the season trailer. And then again, like I just feel like this is something that Jeff has already been forced to do in therapy with with Susie and then like I feel like him and Lowry have already done this like it was just like it was two seasons for it to have been the first time of them like doing this bit yeah yeah that's fair um so before we uh jump into the uh, the four-way J should we uh do a quick episode recap because we, with 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 Keevan and Josh we just sort of went all over the place should we give yeah. sort of oh, a, I, a more brief version of the uh, the sequence of the rundown of the episode that we usually give or, or what sure. do you think? I thought I thought we were going to do that after. <laughs> well, I feel like we should set the table before we uh, bring out the main course. OK, that's fine. Okay, so yeah, so the basics of this episode is like we start out at Hulu 
and we, we meet Elon Gold. Elon Gold is uh, he's actually just he doesn't even have a name. He's literally credited on IMDb as head of Hulu. So like, yes. they, like they were like too lazy to even name head of Julu should be. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, if he returns for further episodes, he'll have a name. But for now, he's just head of Hulu. Yes. Um, yeah, he just wants to talk topless. They like the le- the rewrite, but they don't love it. Um, and like we have a whole, we learned that like uh, Ten Danson seemingly might be cast in the role of a uh, Uncle Molester. Um, Larry tells them about Maria Sophia for the part of Marsha Lifshitz, but of course they want to see a tape, which Netflix did also as well. Um, so the tape is going to be an issue. Um, and yeah, like they want to move forward with things. Um, you know, welcome to Hulu or Julu as they call it there with Elon Gold in charge. Uh, we get a little Barry Weiss shout out. And yeah, things are things are off to a good start. Uh, we also get like the just like, the quick introduction of like what's going to be a recurring bit of like Larry like slams the door as he leaves. Um, and then like they text Jeff and they're like, hey, is Larry mad at us? But like, no, it's just like an accident. Like Larry yeah. doesn't have a good gauge of, of uh, closing doors. He's door deaf. Yeah, he's door deaf, as we'll learn later. Um, so yeah, so we, um, so Larry goes, like, he pays a, sh- a visit to Cheryl and, like, he asks her if she will, um, you know, train Maria Sophia because we find out that Cheryl's new gig is that she's an acting coach and she agrees to take on the job. And again, Larry, when he leaves, he, like, slams the door and, like, Cheryl's like, why are you slamming the door? Like, I just offered to help you. Anything else you want to add there? Well, I feel like we covered most of it uh, with uh, the other two. Oh, so now you're going to acknowledge that this, we've already recorded that. Uh, yeah. That, that part of the episode. <laughs> oh, we're fine. supposed to pretend that we're not. I don't know that. what we're supposed to do. I don't yeah. know what we're supposed to do anything. Mm. So, you know, no, yeah. we're not accountable to anyone, as we've established many times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the crux of this episode, or at least like the main, like I feel like the main, uh, the main scene of the episode is this dinner party at the Greens residence um, where we have Larry and we have Susie and Jeff. We have Cheryl. We have cousin Andy. We have his wife, Cassie, played by Lisa Arch. And then we have a new character in the form of Harry Baskin, played by Pat Oswalt. Mm. And then, of course, we have um, Vince Vaughn playing Freddie Funkhauser returning to Curb. Yeah. Um, now, we've met so many of Larry's business managers over the years, um, but it's nice to see Pat Oswalt. But there's never any reference to the previous ones. They're just gone and forgotten. He had one in New York. He had one in L.A. He's always got a new guy. Yeah, he's always got a new guy. So, yeah, so. Um, I would say like the two main things that happen in this scene is a Harry tells Larry this whole story that, you know, I met this woman, she was out of my league. And like, for some reason, she gave me her number. I don't know why she's beautiful. Um, I'm obviously not. Um, and like, I texted her like almost immediately, which is like a rookie mistake. And I said like, Hey, do you want to get, get drinks on Thursday? And she like immediately responded. Yes. So like, for some reason she's into me, but then I got a little bit too aggressive and I said, how about adding some food to those drinks? And like, now I haven't heard from her in days. And Larry suggests, like, why don't you say that, like, hey, by the way, I just remembered that I can't do dinner on Thursday night because I'm in a hot dog eating contest on Friday. And that'll kind of like lighten the mood. And she's like, she'll realize you're a funny guy. And like, maybe that'll uh, reset things. Yeah. Harry, played by Penn Oswald, is a funny guy. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, the main other thing that we have from this scene is that um, like the, the, the party's going horribly because... Um, also, the, the funk house that, um, that Larry gets hired to right, be. The, yeah. Right, right. Larry's going to get hired to like, be his like, mini bar curator. And yeah. um, the, the, the dinner party goes horribly because of the, the seating arrangement where the, uh, the cousin Andy's, I guess, I don't even know what we call their last name. Yeah, Andy and Cassie have been seated in the middle, and they're they're just basically having a conversation. Well, they weren't even seated for the middle; they pushed their way. Like Andy pushed his way there, and then ordered his wife to the to be across from him. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Look, Andy he's had has, a long history of being put at the uncool end of the table. So yeah, Andy has this very horrible anecdote about how he was going to look for a book about Eleanor Roosevelt. And yeah. It wasn't in ours. Instead, it was in the E's. And like, oh, he's like, oh, he's going off on the young, the youngins uh, because, uh, you know, they don't know the Dewey Decimal System. Well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we we introduced this concept of middling, which is that like the people in the middle of the table are basically responsible for like serving like the point guard role where they like they like dish, dish the ball around, keep everyone involved, yeah. um, you know, keep the flow of the conversation. And as we'll discuss later, I thought this was a curb invention, but you said that you're actually familiar with uh, people who are focused on this. Well, I've never I've never heard. This well, they term. may have not used the word middling, but they yeah, I think but I they think put mid- the, they when the host sits in the middle as opposed to one of the heads. That means, you know, and they do it for that reason, because they, wanna make, uh, they want to make keep socializing. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I still think the term middling is we're going to say is a. Yes, for sure. Invention. That's a curbism. Now, to yeah. be fair, I'm going to defend Cassie here for a second. Cassie repeatedly tries to bring Cheryl into the conversation. She says, oh, Cheryl, do you fish? Cheryl, do this? Cheryl. Just Cheryl gives one word, no answers. So Cheryl's partly at fault here also. Yeah, but like their topics of conversation are just like so boring. She's like asking yeah. about like flooring options at a dinner party. Yeah, I mean, re- redoing your house is I'm not saying it's not boring, but it is a very popular topic of conversation uh, yeah, for lots of us. Uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, you, you, you might usually get people to. Yeah, and if you're that. not into fishing, you say, no, I don't like fishing, but I like hunting or I don't know, find some way to segue. Yeah, but like Andy and Lisa here are just like basically having a conversation with yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, and like completely unaware of, of that fact. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So basically, like um, Larry and Cheryl and Larry and Susie have a rendezvous in the kitchen where like they diagnose the issue. And like, Larry, oh, right. it's come- weird now that I think about it, since we will see Ted later in the episode, the Ted isn't in the episode at this point. Yeah, right. Like, why is Ted not at the dinner party at either yeah. dinner party? Cheryl goes to two dinner parties in this episode without Ted. Yeah, um, I wonder well, if like the, the he's first recuperating. one by the yeah, second he, one, I think he's recuperating, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And probably, as we discussed later, like they, they wanted to like save the reveal for like. When oh, for sure. And it was and it was yeah. wonderfully done. Yes. Yeah. So it's worth it, even if it doesn't make uh, a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah. So like Larry and uh, Susie have this like rendezvous in the kitchen. They diagnose the problem. Larry comes out and like he's basically like, OK, here's the issue. Like you two, you suck at being in the middle. It's not working. And Susie's like, yeah, everyone like switch seats, which is like an uh, I think like an underrated fucking asshole move by Susie to like basically like force her guests to like realign. Yes, but I like how Susie doesn't leave Larry out to dry, which you would expect. But how like like they go into the the kitchen to strategize and Larry comes out and just calls that out directly. And then Susie backs him up, which is actually the nice thing to do as opposed to saying, Larry, that's so rude. How can you say that to my guests? Which is what like a thing you would expect Susie to do, maybe. Yeah. yeah, So I respect Susie for backing Larry up. I'm a broken record on this. I love when Larry and Susie are on the same team. It's the best. Um, yes, yeah, so I do like this- how when they're switching seats, Andy claims I've told these stories before. They've gotten a lot of laughs. I'm going to call BS on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. These, these are not good stories or anything. Yeah. Um, Although yeah, trigger so- warning, uh, one of uh, one of uh, either Akiva or Josh later on in this episode uh, will uh, do some Richard Kind bashing. And uh, Richard Kind hate is uh, not totally. Baby. Andy's terrible. But Richard Kind is a national treasure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we got this whole uh, this whole concept of like the stage four cancer advice and how like, you know, a stage four person has like this like, great perspective on things that like you should listen to whatever they say. Um, like we learned that like actually it was a uh, it was a stage four person that told Cheryl not to sign a prenup. It was a stage four person that told Susie to stick with Jeff. Um, and then we get into a whole debate about like, OK, fine. Stage four. We agree. You listen to but what about stage? Sorry, stage four. Of course, we listen to. But what about stage three? And they're like everyone's like all over the place. Like it ranges from like 20 percent, 60, 40. And Jeff is like, no, stage three, you ignore stage four only. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. 
um let's you know we'll, we'll jump a little bit further in the episode and we have this whole thing with uh larry and leon where leon's still looking for a new mary ferguson he's got an awesome flyer do you like adventures you want to travel to asia for free is your name mary ferguson um he also wants to add i ain't about that bullshit to the end which larry is just like cracking up as if like that's gonna be the, the sell here yeah i mean it's important to let people know if you are or ain't about that bullshit so yeah, um, Larry uh, is telling him about the mini bar for which Leon has this great idea for the tap water, which is uh, basically an ED pill that you fuse into a beverage. It's an energy drink for your dick. Yeah, it's um, very risky, though, because it's not exactly clear. Is it for you or for the other person? Because if it's for you, it's fine. It's for the other person. It's a it's a criminal right. offense. It's, so. it's date rape. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be very careful here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't do the old switcheroo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then Andy and uh, Andy. Well, and I think it's permitted if your partner is uh, you're in a committed relationship and your partner is just struggling to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, achieve full erection and you want him to, but he, you know, you don't want him to feel bad about himself. So you give him the drink so that way he can uh, succeed without uh, knowing even why it happened. Oh, listen, if your partner is agreeable to it, you can do it as, as, as I yeah, tell yes. my clients all the times. It's like, if, if everybody agrees, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. If, uh, not if, exactly if, the case in contract law, yeah. but well, you know, in, in many situations, yes. it's like the, the issue isn't if everybody agrees. If everybody agrees, there's no controversy. Yes. If everybody always agreed, there'd be no need for lawyers. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. If everybody agrees, disagree. Write, write whatever you want on the paper if everyone agrees to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they come to, they come, uh, Andy and Cassie come over to Larry. They're like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And he's like, no, nah, I don't like to walk um, if it's purposeless. It needs to be, uh, it needs to be a secondary activity. Like if I play yeah. golf, I could walk, but I'm not just walking to walk. I, yeah. I disagree with this thing. I like taking a walk. But is the walk purely for walking purposes? Oh, I guess like uh, if the, yeah, I mean, I guess I probably wouldn't take a walk without another person or without earbuds playing a podcast. Yeah. No, on Shabbat, when I occasionally walk by myself without kids, without friends, without anybody, like which is on rare occasions, and it's Shabbat, so we can't have headphones in. I feel like a psychopath because I'm stuck with my own thoughts for like a minute or two. And yeah, yeah that's not you good. don't, you definitely don't want that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, so like, is it like, but like, if you're if you're like in a house with somebody, they're like, hey, let's go for a walk. Then like, I think the walk is the primary activity because like you because you could have like hung out and talked in the house. Yeah. So like the walk is now the activity. So I think I'm, I yeah. think I'm okay with my parents were big walkers activity. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They just want to get, a, get away from their kids maybe for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, knowing their kids, I don't blame them. <laughs> or, yeah. Um, and then like, you know, it, it, what it turns out is like the real reason they're there is that they're inviting Larry over because they want him to middle for their dinner party on Thursday. So now it's like not only is like middling a thing, it's like you specifically seek out somebody to serve the, the role of middling. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's like a, it's like a job. So like middle. Even forgetting about middling or not middling, I think your party just gets better when you say, hey, you know who's coming to my dinner party? Uh, you know, the, the famous guy who co-created Seinfeld is worth half a billion dollars. And if you're especially yeah. if you're like Nebuchs, like uh, like Andy and Cassie. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. We don't um, even believe in garbage. Yeah. So we uh, we head over to Cheryl's house. Larry brings Maria Sophia over, introduces them um, and they're going to you know do their thing. Um, Cheryl has a session with her. It's like obvious immediately that this is a disaster. She's like reading the stage directions. <laughs> yeah. um, she's like gyrating her body as she delivers every line and yeah. dancing. Her tone like is just. Yeah, she yeah. like her tone is just like completely off with the scene. Like they have like a whole exchange where she's like, why are you being seductive? Like I'm yeah. your mother. Yeah. Um, and she just like becomes like increasingly abrasive towards. Yeah, Cheryl. it's great. But one of the lines, by the way, when Cheryl's reading the, the lines of Maria Sophia's character's mother is if you want bald children with no brains, you know, I, I'm you know, I'm going to throw a flag here. Larry had a massive head of hair well into like the mid 80s. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, like, but yeah, perhaps uh, the character in the uh, in the show is not exactly Larry David. Yes. Okay. So next yeah. scene we got is uh, Larry, Leon, and Jeff going to the supermarket. Um, I would say I think this is my favorite scene of the episode. Just it's great. It's like- I was I watched this episode last night live with uh, four five five friends of ours, mutual friends, um, and they were remarking that like that stage in your life when you like uh, get stoned and go to the grocery store with your friends <laughs> and just wander around the aisles. Which is basically yeah. what Larry and Jeff and uh, and, and uh, Leon are doing here. Yeah, I mean, it's just like such a chill vibe. It's like yeah. the three best characters on the show. Basically, they're just like, oh, let's hang out and go to the supermarket and like just buy. crack jokes. <laughs> and just like crack jokes and just like, oh, that looks good. Let's put that in the cart. Yeah, I wonder how long they were there. And yeah, I want to see the unedited clip of that because it was yeah. probably great. Yeah. Um, and then we have this thing where like Maria call Maria Sophia calls Larry and she's like, hey, I think I left my jacket at Cheryl's and Larry calls Cheryl and he's like, hey, do you have the jacket? She's like, no, I haven't seen it. It's not here. And she calls back Maria Sophia, who's like, well, I think she said she liked it. So I, I think she probably stole it. Yeah. And Larry's like, no, what are you insane? Um, and the answer is yes, she is. Yes. Um. So we have this uh, we have this scene at the Funk House where Larry comes to uh, present his uh, curation choices, which include wasabi peas, Parmesan crisps, figs, peppermint patties, um, black licorice, olives and mushroom jerky and mm. some fudge, I think. As yeah, well. I got to jerk off those mushrooms. Yeah. And apparently um, this is like it, it's it comes off as first that this is like the initial presentation. But actually, he's already, I guess, told them about what he's bringing because this has already been uh, presented to a focus group. Yeah. Um, the figs are are not testing great. They're testing better with educated men than with uneducated men. Um, so this is kind of like, you know, like the suburbs are, are in play here. Yeah. Now, I will see what's a little bit weird to me here is like, I feel like if this is a sort of a fancy schmancy hotel, they're, they're not aiming for like the bottom line. They want to have sort of right. unique, memorable things. So I think yeah. Larry's doing a good job, actually. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would say the one exception is the peppermint patty, which sucks shit and no one should ever eat. But well, like, you're anti peppermint patty. Oh, horrible. I, no, I hate oh, everything. Wow. Mint. Yeah, I'm not a mint fan. Anti mint. Yeah, I'm take? so I'm so anti mint that I don't use like normal toothpaste. toothpaste. Yeah, I use like uh, me and my kids use the same toothpaste. Oh, like the like the kitty flavored ones. Yeah, I use like bubble gum, strawberry. Yeah, yeah okay. like I have like SpongeBob on my toothpaste. I like, it's 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 really more that like I have like some allergy. Like I literally, if I use like mint toothpaste, I'll have like a coughing attack. Okay. So so I stopped using. Uh, adult toothpaste and i know now i use children's toothpaste at the recommendation of my dentist so uh it's all approved it's all official okay <laughs> um so yeah so um they're like yeah so like we, would you be willing to work with another mini bar curator so it's like it's interesting that like it starts out as like larry is like doing this like original thing but like no there's actually like there's other people that do this yeah, this is just his friend funkhauser just doing him a favor yeah, um, and he uh, he like he says, no, I, I'll only work alone. If you can't see the vision, then like you're not, you know, you don't want my uh, my advice and I'll sue you if you use any of my ideas. He's like, he's like, all right, if you want to sue us for like using a York peppermint patty, uh, go ahead. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to go for you. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're we're back at Cheryl's house for another session, um, which actually, I think, starts out better than the first. It looks like she's actually making a little bit of progress. I mean, she's still obviously horrible. Yeah. But like it's like it's not quite as horrible as it was earlier. Uh, but then like when uh, Cheryl uh, Cheryl tells her that, oh, I, I jumped ahead, I think. Uh, but whatever, we can, it doesn't matter. Uh, Cheryl tells her, like, use something to. um to like as a motivation for anger yeah she of course uses the fact that she thinks cheryl stole her jacket and she starts yelling at her and then she starts attacking her and then ted comes in and they're like all like rolling around on the floor like fighting each other yeah incredible physical comedy 
Um, meanwhile, uh, Larry and Jeff go to visit Marco at the Taqueria to get a taco. And I was I think this is like the worst a uh, worst scene of the episode because it's just like it's so ham handed and transparent what Larry is trying to do here. Yeah, that I think it's like completely unbelievable that Marco would fall for this, that he's like, hey, this is my friend Jeff. He has stage four cancer. If you want, you could ask him any questions <laughs> yeah. and like he'll give you good advice. But more so, this like, is a guy who's willing to like blackmail somebody and like go really down and dirty. And all of a sudden he immediately abandons it because some random guy tells him like, you know, but that's the power of the stage four advice, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, the the takeaway is that Jeff's main advice here is like, don't let anyone go into show business. I've seen it ruin so many lives. And like Marco seems to really uh, take that to heart. Um, So, yeah, so we have another dinner party this time at Andy and Cassie's. Um, Now, Harry has his uh, Harry has his date Gina in attendance. Cheryl is there. Susie and Jeff are there. Andy and Cassie, of course, are there at the hosts. And we have a couple of random Susie Henschel and Greg Schaefer, Jeff Schaefer's brother. And like no one wants to take middle, like no one wants to like have that responsibility. Everyone's like trying to go for end seats. Um, finally, they're like, you know, it's really a shame that Larry's not here. Like Larry's like the best middler. He should really be here to middle. Um, and Andy explains, like, oh, you know, we tried to get Larry here. He really should have been here. But like he couldn't because he has this hot dog eating contest tomorrow. And Gina's like, oh, that's so exciting. Like Harry is also in a hot dog eating contest. And like everyone gets very excited about the hot dog eating contest. And they say, oh, you know, Harry, why don't you middle? And like you could tell us all about it and we'll go from there. Um, so we have we go back to Hulu where um, Larry is like now expecting, okay, this obviously is not going to work out that like, you know, the whole Maria Sophia thing is a, is a disaster. Uh, turns out they didn't like the tape. They loved it <laughs> because what, what they saw on the tape, they assumed is just like this like amazing actor with like great physical comedy and like cringe humor. And like, even as Larry is like, as they're reacting to it, is explaining, no, this isn't, this wasn't acting. She's really just like crazy. She's really attacking her. She really thinks, that she stole the jacket. Um, no, like they're like all in, but Larry, so Larry's like, okay, yeah, I mean, listen, I get it, but like, you know, I'm sorry to report that uh, she's actually quit acting. Like her, uh, her father told her not to act anymore and she's out. Um, but uh, Elon, the head of Hulu, is like, well, um, I have uh, even more current information for you. We actually were like so blown away by how amazing this tape was that we just like reached out to her directly. And she's decided to come out of retirement and she's back in. Very, uh, very exciting news for uh, Elon, but not so much for uh, Larry and uh, Jeff, who thought they had pulled the perfect scheme. Yeah. Um, so then we head over to the hot dog eating contest. Andy, Cassie, and Gene in the audience. Harry and Larry, of course, on the dais competing in the competition. Mm-hmm. And Larry's very annoyed at Harry for inviting them because now they actually have to do the hot dog eating. Yeah. Um, Harry felt he had no choice because Gina was like so excited about it. And he's like, anyway, it's your fault. Like you reused the lie. Like you gave it to me. Like it was my lie. You can't go around reusing it. And Larry's like, listen, like I figured if it worked for one idiot, it would work on more idiots. And actually it did. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just for the sake, I don't know if we're going to have a Jared Jerome email. We haven't had one in a little while, but a Seinfeld connection. Um, Elon says, that's the show. Um, and I was wondering, is that a reference to George saying that to NBC? Mm, interesting. I guess we'll have um, to ask Elon. Yeah. If so we the ever talk starts and uh, the curb theme kicks in for the, the mm-hmm. first the first time this season. We just get like a normal curb theme. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, we uh, well, listen, listen to the uh, next segment and you'll find out if we uh, like this episode or not. Yeah, so um, now we'll go to our uh, episode with uh, Josh and Akiva post-show recaps. We hope you enjoy that. 
we'll be back uh, after that to do uh, the postman and maybe some uh, other shenanigans. Um, so without further ado, here is our joint episode, crossover episode with Post Show Recaps uh, after a quick word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It is another episode of the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast here on Post Show Recaps, talking season 11, episode three, The Mini Bar. I'm Josh Wiggler. Uh, I, I see Akiva. I acknowledge Akiva. I connect with Akiva. Akiva, how are you? I'm great. We're like the two middle people at yeah. a at a at a dinner party. Very clearly. We're, Would you consider yourself a middler? You're like a middle person. I think I am. If it's yeah. arrogant to say, but like, yeah, it I, is. I think like I'm it's kind of uncouth, but like you know, that's sort of like the lot that we drew as middlers. Like we have to like be the ones who are willing to self-identify. I, if I'm at like some sort of dinner shindig and there's like someone who's like left out. Then I like always try and get them involved. Although right. sometimes I found they don't really want to be involved, but sure. I always feel bad for them. Yeah. How many dinner parties are you throwing these days? Not not <laughs> many, but I but also like really we do Shabbat dinner every Friday night, yeah. and like that a lot of times if you have guests, like that yeah. really turns into its own dinner party. Is there so. a lot of like table dynamics you're taking under consideration? It's like funny, are, is it assigned seating have... or are you like uh, are you pushing past Larry? At my mom's house, it's assigned seating. You know, she's like, you know, like at our house. No, but when you have kids, they're very into who they sit next to. They want to sit next to their mom or yeah. a certain person. So they're pretty strict about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of uh, table arrangements, we are not alone. Uh, we've got two guests with us this week on the Curb podcast. Uh, why don't you set this up, Keeve? Who are we? Who did we invite over for dinner this week? Yeah, so this is like... Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, I don't know how you'd say it. Like it's a uh, the most get, ambitious crossover of all yeah. time. It's like when the Flintstones met the Jetsons. Uh-huh. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh huh. Yeah, so which one's pretty? Are we? Pretty. I I feel we get like to we're, pick the we're the only ones on the call right now. We're the Flintstones for sure. Yeah. You want to be Flintstones? I but I, who like are you Fred or are you Barney? Well, I'm not. I, I'm. Uh, I don't. I guess I don't have like a strong preference. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we were the Jetsons, I think I'd want to be Rosie the robot because I'd want to be a robot. Okay, that's like and the I, only is character there a dog I've got. in the Jetsons. I Astro. Seen the Jetsons well. yeah. I'll be Astro. You could be Rosie the robot. Though. Okay, cool. All right, so we've claimed Jetsons, and mm-hmm. who are we bringing in as the Flintstones? All right, so from from a real per, uh, curb podcast, per, yeah. the pretty pretty good podcast. It is Alex Chester and Avsonensky. Oh Two God. real Curb podcasters coming to school us on this week's episode. All right. Coming in for the all-you-can-eat hot dog competition, Chester and Av. We just have to come here in person because otherwise we would have missed the disappointment on your face. Uh-huh, when you yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing, Chester, that podcasting is an audio medium. Yes. Uh, I like uh, normally our podcast is J to J and yours is J to J. So I guess tonight we are J to J to J. To J. Yeah, we're like four J's. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah and so we picked the right episode for that, I think. Definitely. Because yes. like we can like all four of us can say Julu. Like, that's OK. Like, we <laughs> can do that. 
you you out yeah. there listening might not be able you might to not be that. able to say a lot of them probably can but yeah. some of them can't but some of you can't do that uh hmm. some of you are not yeah. allowed to do that <laughs> is it illegal <laughs> for me to ask if anyone all in here is jewish yeah i think like you know we're in a safe safe space safe space i think everyone it, here is uh okay with that it, i don't know how familiar you are with elon gold uh josh who plays the um the head of hulu no in, not in at episode. all but I, I like he is very like if you need like a comic for like a Jewish school, he's your first call. If you need like uh like he is yeah, like, I've, the I've heard Jewy him comic. I've heard him at Jewish like at, as like the guest at, at events at least six mm-hmm. times in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is that is his whole job. It's like, him and like, Mo- it's him Modi. They're the him and Modi. Mo- yeah, there's another guy, Modi, who does like the comedy seller a lot, is a little bit more like So was that like was an, an in joke of- when when Larry's like, is he a stand up? Like is this does he do is this his shtick? Yeah, he is a stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, I was doing wondering, like Boris Belt comedy in this one. And, and we, yeah. we, we need to ask him, and perhaps we will on our podcast, um, how much of what he – so, for example, he named Barry Weiss. I'm positive that Larry David has no idea who that is. I don't know. None. Who no, 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 idea. no yeah. idea. Yeah. But, but that, but, that was the way, goal very, very fortuitous day to mention Barry Weiss. She's like trending all over Twitter. Yeah, oh she's starting gosh. a new uh, Trump University or something, right? Oh yeah. college. She's oh trying gosh. to trade on her new curb notoriety. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, we should start a we should start a podcasting college. Thirty two fans. That's, a, that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like an actual but like, like not a uh, real one, the very yeah, Trumpy one where we course. just take people's money and run. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, patreoncom slash recaps Is uh, is, is that, that what you do? Is that just a podcasting college? Well, you just you know, uh, there's we're trying we're trying uh, we're trying out some courses. Uh, Maybe some summer school coming your way. We we have to. That's a stretch goal. We haven't we haven't quite achieved that yet. Uh, Chester and Ob for people who are on uh, the post show recap speed because this episode's going to cross post onto the pretty 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 good podcast. Uh, what do you, what do y'all do over there? Why should people be like uh, uh like uh running away from our podcast and going towards yours? Let's uh let's start the exodus. Well, first of all. There's room for for both of us, of course. Is there? Right? There's there's no more. It's not like the olden days when you had strict limitations. You could only listen to two podcasts a, or one podcast a How week. How many curb podcasts minute curb are episode. out there? Is this a really uh, crowded space? Um, um, I'm aware of four in total, two of which yeah. are ours. Uh, yeah, Bill Simmons yeah. uh, and House do one for the Ringer. Wait, and then who's there's... that? Bill Simmons. Yeah, I don't know. He's some uh, guy. And then we, uh, no, there's that other one. Remember, Ob that wanted to do a crossover with us. Yeah, there is like a podcast called The Curbcast that's also covering the season. I haven't seen anybody yeah. else, so I think yeah. it's just the four of us. For Jeff Gard said he was going to start one, but he hasn't done it yet. Uh, Keith, no one else has contacted us to do the crossover. Yeah, nobody's like, do you want to do a crossover? Jeff Garland used to have a podcast, and it was just like him interviewing people in front of a live audience, and mm. he always seemed very mean. And then yeah. it's not. yes. Yeah, it's a good idea for a podcast. Uh, maybe uh, Terminal Four Wisdom would be uh, would be good. Oh no! Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've been we've been covering curbs since uh, the beginning of twenty twenty. Uh, we covered the first eight seasons, and then we decided to jump ahead to season eleven since uh, it would seem silly to not cover a new season of Curb while it was airing. Uh, yeah. We've also done a bunch of bonus episodes, including uh, we did a Curb Brand Steel with the great Mike Bloom, and uh, covered some other Larry David projects. So, um, if you're you know if you're a Curb fan and you want to catch up on our back catalog, there's uh, about eighty five to ninety episodes of uh, there for you to listen to. Are you going to um, go back to the seasons that you haven't covered yet? Yeah, after we finish 11, we're going to go back and do 9 and 10. And uh, and then we'll see. Then we'll see. Like, no break. Like, 11 will wrap and you'll just go back in time? 
Uh, maybe we'll do a bonus episode or two in between to bridge the gap. But um, yeah. yeah, we're, we're going to have no off. No weeks off. No weeks off. We have, if they don't hurry, you know, season yeah. 12 in 2025 will be out. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, you never yeah, know. We have where to have a you... lot of bonus episodes between. Where do uh, where do people find the podcast? Give like the, the shout. Give the plug. Yeah, so we're uh, we're on every podcast uh, platform, you know, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, all the rest. Uh, we're called Pretty 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 Good. Uh, you can email us at curbpostman at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments on this episode, next episode, past episodes. Um, Larry David I- was technically on the podcast, right? Yeah, technically, technically. we had. We did it. We did an episode with Jeff Schaefer, the showrunner, um, for season seven, episode ten, the finale on uh, the Seinfeld reunion. And while we were talking to Jeff, Larry popped his head in, so that was super fun. Um, that's amazing. We do not have that uh, pedigree yet, but we're mm, we're looking yeah. for it. We're, 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 we're yeah, if we're lucky, we'll get you know. Like well, we for all we know, Larry might poke his head into Keith's, uh, you know, background. But Akiva yeah, Akiva off, has so. camera off, so you could say Akiva mm-hmm. that uh, you've got LD in there. Is there right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. Um, this is the mini bar episode three, season eleven. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I was, I was the one, who, I was high on the five foot fence. I was mm-hmm. low on Angel Muffin. Uh, Where are we going? I think I'm like. I think I I would put this like a scooch above the five foot fence. I thought this was bounce back. Yeah. Um, wait. So you have this as the scooch. second best? No, I you, think you... I've got. This, I think this is my favorite of the season. Yeah, I, I think agree. That this, I, is this is the best of the season. My favorite of the season. Yeah. I laughed out loud. I LOL'd multiple times, which yeah. I did not do last week. LOL, Larry. LOL, Kiwi. Uh, uh, LOL. Chester, Av, uh, this thumbs up, thumbs down. Where are we at? Also, just like for the post show recaps, people like overall takes on the season so far as the curb historians. So yeah, so I um I I'm kind of with you on the on the first two episodes. I thought the first episode was solid. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Some of that was just like, hey, it's awesome that there's new Curb on TV, and like I'm just like ecstatic. I was just like dancing to the Curb theme song when it came on for the first time. Um, last episode, um, I I thought was pretty horrible. We actually you yeah. know with our um our cumulative score with like our with the audience kind of like the same thing that you and Mike do on Down the Hatch. We actually had it ranked as the worst episode of Curb ever um yeah yeah, that's where the numbers came in um i absolutely love this episode i'm not going to say this is like you know you know top five or top 10 all time but like i was laughing out loud from beginning to end i thought there was tons of iconic stuff in this episode just basically i thought this episode worked from beginning to end so um i'm super high on this episode i'm really pumped to be here to talk about it chester was was angel muffin the worst episode of curb you think well it wasn't my ranking worst i had you're just reading the data yeah, exactly. I had Angel Muffin as the fifth worst episode on my personal list. Although, wow. t- uh, t- remember, we haven't ranked episodes, seasons nine and ten yet. So, yeah. out of the eight, you know, it wasn't episodes, aggressively bad, though. It was just nothing, I think. Like, there are episodes well, that are Curb aggressively is never worse. aggressively bad. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, but just, I'm yeah, saying it, was, there's, it didn't It wasn't good. Anything. It was too long. It, yeah, it, it needed to be edited. And then, but I also had the five foot fence as a bottom 10 all time episode. Uh, so yes, yeah, tremendous, tremendous bounce back here. Look, much like you know, sports hall of fames, you got to give it five years. I think you got to give an episode of Curb, you know, like a bottle soon. of wine. You got to mm-hmm. let it breathe. But um, yeah, this is definitely a very, very good episode. Uh, you know, a, a top, a top uh, quarter, I'd say, a top a quintile at lowest. What so was very, it? Very what, what was it for you, Akiva, that that bounced this one back? Like, uh, did it feel like it had like sort of like clarity of focus? Was it just that yes. the jokes were popping? Yeah, I, I thought that there, you know, it was just two setup episodes in a row. We thought it'd be one setup and then boom, it wasn't that at all. This episode really tied things together, moved the plot along, made me realize like, oh, we're probably going to go to six different streaming sites and other mm-hmm. places yeah. for the show during the season. We got 
I won you know, the we, streaming draft, by the way, by taking us, Disney. You picked Hulu. I picked <laughs> I picked Disney with the idea that like Disney's gonna take Disney Plus, Disney's taking Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Disney too big to fail. Yeah, that was a great pick. I do think usually comedy does not work in two, so I do think we'll see at least one more place. I think where the HBO show goes. is still a good stopover. HBO has got to be one. the next. Yeah. It could yeah. be like well, you I know, think like there now. A junkie streaming site, you know, could be next, like uh, to be you know, voodoo, some funk out Funkhauser vision or something. Could crackle, be next, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. They're just gonna be playing on, on like uh, they're gonna have uh, Maria Sophia is gonna do like the like the welcome video at the new Funkhauser hotel. Like that's mm-hmm. how far this will will fall. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe it'll be, yeah, maybe it'll be the entertainment for the new hotel. Right, like that's exactly. what this, it'll just be like hotel only. Yeah, uh, that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Like our show is live on Marriott Vision, uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I thought Plus. Maria Sophia was really great in this episode. Yeah. That was a really funny scene. Yeah. She's uh, a revelation. Things I didn't love, but yeah, that was great. It's funny because the things that make her so bad in the show, you realize like, oh, she's probably killing it on set, like doing these completely nutty things to get laughs uh, and like making such huge choices. Yeah. They're, How they're much fu- of that you know, is like her, the like these, th- these are her instincts versus like it's, it's direction of, do you think like, do you think that this is like, this is all like born at, like, this is why she was cast because she just has like, sort of like this next level, like this uh, quality. the exorcist, like uh demonic possession thing that she's got going on yeah she must have shown something because she has just this like incredible quality of like you 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 want to look away but you can't just like a car crash yeah um, and she's just like knocking it out of the park i mean she's just like absolute gold i don't know where they found this person but i i hope she's in every they episode larry went to his friend's daughter's uh, performance right romeo and juliet yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think that and I think, you know, Josh, you ask an excellent question and I and hopefully uh, I'm pretty, pretty good. Maybe we may get an answer later on in the season. Like it's always the question we want to know with some of these guests on the show is how much of it is on the page uh, and how much of it are they bringing to it? Because she makes, as Akiva said, she makes such she takes huge swings in totally random, weird, unexpected directions. Like you have no idea what she's going to do. It's, uh, you know, like the Tyson zone, as some say, it's really incredible. But I think, like, the reason this episode was so good to me is because everything really made sense. It was buttoned up. Like, you know, some of the episodes this season, last season, without the minute or 27-minute, whatever, you know, traditional restriction have been a little too long and meandering. This episode was not. There was no minute of this episode when I wanted it to end. Um, the physical humor of the fight between Maria, Sophia, and Cheryl, and then the yeah. Ted appearance. I mean, Av and I had been speculating, is Ted dancing still dating Cheryl? We found out in the most hilarious way possible. I it mean, was, it was a, a great reveal. It was really, yeah. really Unbelievable. great. That, uh, like, Akiva, when they mentioned, like, Ted for the for the show at Hulu, yeah. like, I feel like, okay, all right. So they're seeing, yeah. like, a, a return yeah. of Ted dancing. But, like, did you have it on the bingo card that he would just, like, show up on tape, uh, <laughs> like, you know, just, like, getting into the into the rumble with Maria Sophia? Like, that was so far from my mind when it happened that it was uh, – my wife and I just, like, exploded with laughter in that spot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so great because I, when 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 Larry walks into Cheryl's house, he uh, and by the way, how amazing when when Maria Sophia is like, wow, you really took him to the cleaners. That was funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So when Larry walks into Cheryl's house, she's like, oh, no, no, come in, come in. It's like, oh, that's the tacit admission to the listener, to the viewer that like, oh, Ted is not here. Ted doesn't live here anymore. So then they're like, you know, it was like lost it. It was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, a third act reveal that was amazing what was what's the least realistic part of that that cheryl who as far as we know had no connection to hollywood whatsoever uh for 11 seasons you guys could correct me if i'm wrong is all of a sudden an acting coach in her own house 
Um, well, no, no, no. Probably she, not a good idea was, in 2021. But she she was but, a former yeah. actress who had tri- who had been on the vagina monologues, who had also been okay. on Seinfeld reunion. Well, she wasn't and in it, the vagina monologues. She lost the part. But yeah, right. she lost the part. But okay, she, 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 she probably years. got the role in the Seinfeld reunion yes. because Larry, like you know, like uh, Jerry didn't know that she acted like a uh, Like he like put he pushed it through, and so like this is clearly like this is what happened next was like her yeah. level of success beyond that was she was able to open up an acting coaching gig inside her house. Like this is sort well, of Ob like and I have you go on Survivor that, and then you make money signing autographs at conventions. Av <laughs> and I have learned that that being an acting coach is pretty much the go-to job for failed actors. For yeah. failed actors. Like everyone yeah. who was on an episode of Curb eight years ago and then we can't really find them, we always end up Googling and finding out oh, they're an acting coach now. Yeah, yeah because, if, because, because working actors, for the most part, like just stay working actors. Right. I will... Uh, why I, I know this is like getting ahead, but we could also ask ourselves like Cheryl sending that full tape in on like without any explanation, without any editing to Hulu <laughs> right. of the I fight guess, where she I thinks this is what it is. <laughs> like, like, did Maria Sophia send this in? Did she like? I want to believe. With- <laughs> I want to believe it was dancing. I, I want to believe that like Ted was like so taken by the whole experience, just like or totally. Maybe he's delighted. trying to like screw over Larry by sending right. this in. No, that was my. Right. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I think Cheryl's uh, pissed at Larry for sending this maniac to her house, and she's like, "I'm going to ah, fuck you over theory. and screw your show." Yeah, that's a good yeah. theory. Well, what's going to bomb it for Hulu? Because I think we all agree, like this won't last at Hulu. But Hulu is enamored of Maria Sophia. So what's it going to take to to ta- like? Do they just actually have to meet her, and then they'll know they got it wrong? Yeah, I think it'll take about eight seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to guess that that over over the top Jew Elon Gold is going to you know. Uh, get into conflict with Larry at some point. Over yeah. something. I mean, it, like, I love when like Larry's like literally telling like, no, 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 this isn't real. This isn't acting. This is real. She really, she really thinks she stole her jacket. She's really assaulting her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, I don't know where that's going to go. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very concerned for like, they, they were home free. They, they, uh, they had given the, the terminal wisdom to Maria Sophia's father. He was ready to drop the dream. Uh, he was ready to put waffles on the menu. Uh, they were home free, Akiva. <laughs> it's done. Like now, like they're they're stuck in it. Yeah, I I don't. But I, I want I want to ask you guys a question before I forget. <laughs> and everyone has to be honest. Yeah. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in a hot dog eating contest? <laughs> hmm. I think I could well, get to ten. I was gonna say ten too. That was my number. I think I can. And get it's to 10. twelve minutes, I think, or ten minutes now. I think they shortened it. You think in you could ten, eat 10 minutes. Hot- yeah, well, that's how long the like the July Fourth contest is. Ten minutes now. I want right. to no do a hot dog a minute. Right, the bun, yeah, the bun, the bun yeah. is the big factor. HDBs, right? yeah, it's hot dog bun. You got to eat them all. The bun mm-hmm. is what. Right. That's what, what the water's for. You soak them yeah, up. Yeah, right. like sort of like that's swallow the, them. That's the takayashi method, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Kobayashi. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I think sorry. I could only do six or seven. Yeah, I think I could get close. We have we do a hot dog eating contest every every fall. On uh, on the Jewish holiday of Sephora, my friends here. You do, and well, I, I I don't personally do it, but my group of friends does. So I you okay. Know, I, I, I'm a you're the judge. I'm you a keep spectator. a spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so this year, what happened is is unfortunately, um, one of the uh, the entrants was late. It was kind of my fault because we went to a, another party beforehand and we were too late. So by the time we showed up, we had missed the hot dog eating competition. So uh, it was very controversial. So the guy who won the first one decided to do like he he did us he entered a second tournament against my like the guy who should up late and the guy already with a stomach full of hot dogs for the first one 45 minutes earlier won again <laughs> wow which was wow. very impressive 
Yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Um, and so my answer is it's it's lower than you think. Like you think ten, but mm-hmm. I think like at eight, all of a sudden you want to murder yourself. But I mean, yeah. I could eat a full like I could eat a whole like pizza pie. You know, like I could definitely. Yes, do it. but like, hot dogs they take so but much not, water to but chew. But the ten minutes yeah. I think is the challenge. The ten minutes right? is key, yeah. right? If you have the, we you can have only we time. can only ten hot dogs in an hour and a half. Definitely, no but, question. Right, but ten minutes is the challenge. I think a hot ten dog minutes. a minute is very rough. Hot dog a minute is a tough pace. Like you really got to keep pace at that point. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like you definitely got to train for that. It's that like that. I don't take lightly. Like obviously, Power. you got to do like uh, like five k dog eater or whatever. You know, like you got. Hey, was this the, the next thirty two fans? That yeah. <laughs> Power hour with hot dogs. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Josh, uh, that was that was. One, I had two questions. That was one, and the yeah. other one was. Um, how like Patton Oswalt does not play himself in this episode. No. And I was surprised by that. It took me a minute to realize that I was like mm-hmm. a little thrown off. It's like Patton Oswalt, I think is like, it's sort of like Vince Vaughn. You're too famous yeah. to not be playing yourselves. And Vince Vaughn. Yeah. So the rule usually is if you're like X famous, you play yourself on curb and it's like, okay, it's not unreasonable that Vince Vaughn would be at a table with Larry, but they both are playing random people in Patton's case. I believe it's someone we've never met before his business manager. Yeah, I think so, he's really yeah. his accountant, it seems like. Yeah. They, they yeah. use we, the term we, business manager, but we've seen many business managers before. Now, I'm going to disagree. I don't think he's too famous. Last season, Fred Armisen played a character. Nick Kroll played a character. Uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine played a character. These people are all like Patton Oswalt level fame. Paul Shear played, yeah, played a character. I I'm yeah. but Vince Vaughn is more famous than everyone. The, the bar has definitely yeah, risen oh, over Vaughn, the years. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like early on in Curb, it was it was very clear that if you were like remotely famous, you played yourself. And now we, ha- you know, we have these guys who are clearly very famous playing characters. Um, you know, we ha- we have a whole uh, a whole system on our podcast with the uh, we have the Ted Danson Club for people more famous than Ted Danson that play themselves, and the Richard Lewis Club for people less famous than Richard Lewis who play themselves. <laughs> That's good. Um, so these, not, I mean, these are all people that we're talking. Pat Oswalt's in a different club then. Like, is he, he's not more famous than Ted dance no oh, definitely no, not sure. no, definitely yeah. not yeah. but yeah but to us point i think the first person who was really really famous to play a character and not themselves would be ed asner and that was in season two episode six yeah. so for the first 16 episodes if you were that level of fame you played yourself and then they Got gradually it. yeah uh, but um no i think pat oswald is right in the meaty part of the curve of where people are i was take characters. i was taken out by it a little bit but then i i, I got on board and then i quickly uh refixated on i hate vince vaughn being on the show as a funk house or just like doesn't work for me and i like i, I was like like keith like things are happening as we're like watching the episodes and then doing podcasts where i'm like oh yeah i remember takes from the podcast that we did before like it started like you know like state dependent memory stuff uh, and I, like I'm like having all of the flashbacks. Like Vince Vaughn as a funk house, just doesn't work. Uh, it really he's doesn't. not goofy at all. He's a no. very, he's like a straight man. Why have yeah. him as a funk house? It makes no sense. Yeah, not. Great. Oh, you're on the other side of this one, right? Um, no, no, I, I, I think I agree. I mean, I definitely prefer uh, Albert Brooks as a Funkhauser than, yeah. uh, yes. than uh, Vince Vaughn. Although he's not a Funkhauser, funk should be himself. like the nuttiest people on the whole show. It yeah, should not yeah. be like Vince Vaughn is like goes along with Larry's Michigas. Yeah, although yeah. I do love the idea. We got to retire the Funkhausers. Like, if we cannot yeah. have Super Dave, like, if Marty Funkhauser is gone, rest in mm-hmm. peace. Like, that should be it. Like, you're not going to top that. So, like, you can't, you can't, like, go like even a lateral move is not going to be enough. And then, like, I think you're you're aiming like on a casting level higher with Vince Vaughn, and like, it's like it's the exact wrong effect. Uh, like, it's like a, I don't know, uh, feels. Feels feels not great. Feels not not great. Uh, not great, Bob. 
But I'm going to surprise myself here because listeners of Pretty Pretty Good know that I am definitely not a fan of Vince Vaughn in general and certainly not a fan of him as the new funk man last season or this season. But I actually really liked him in this episode. I just I laughed so hard at, at the word funk house. Yeah. Yeah. And no, so, no. yeah. He wouldn't be my first choice, but I thought he did a fun job in this episode. Yeah, the branding there is a little tricky. I mean, people might show up and expect like this is like some sort of like James Brown like music club, but yeah, you know, but I, I guess mean, you gotta like, roll with that. You, we we can't bet against him. Uh, you know what they told him about the mattresses, <laughs> right? Like, go through, uh, but like we're foolish if we bet against uh, any Funkhauser, probably. Mm. Yeah, and I'll say that one one of the things that I really loved about this episode is the whole like Larry being tasked with the job of creating the mini bar for the Funk House is yes. like exactly the right level of stakes. Yeah, talk, I want talk me through that. Av. Uh, how did you feel about uh, Larry's whole protocol, his process for the for the mini bar? Is this an ideal job? Do you want to like stock a mini bar? It does seem kind of fun. Yeah, I would love this job. It's I mean, if creative, someone, right? If somebody would pay me money to go to the supermarket and buy snacks and just present them and defend why they're good snacks, and I'll say, like, I'm Team Larry here. Like, I would rather you swing for the fences on a mini bar. Like, I, if I open a mini bar, I don't want to see M and M's in there. Like, I could just get M and M's anywhere. Two kinds of olives in the mini bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you need two types of olives, but like, give me, give me the figs, give me the parmesan. No, no figs, crisps. no figs. He got, he lost the job on the figs. <laughs> I, 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 I am approval. fully on your side on that, Keeve. Like, and I'm. Not even like like I can do a fig. Like figs got their time and place. They could be delicious, but they don't belong in the mini bar. No, wasabi yeah, teas. I understand trying. Yeah, yeah. when are, I are open a guys... mini bar, I want to see something interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I'm I'm very much adopted. I I despise mini bars in general, and I've actually noticed in the last few years that mini bars seem to be kind of over. Most hotels I've stayed at now just have the empty mini fridge where you can put yeah. your own stuff, which yeah, to me is a thousand I, times that's... better. I'd much rather have the space for my own choices of food rather than pay exorbitant rates for food I don't really want. And it's even worse. Remember, like back in the day, where like they were each sort of digitally, like if you moved it even a slight yes. centimeter, yep, yep. you get charged yes. for it. Yeah, yeah that was eleven dollars for me. I've, I've pulled a move where I've taken stuff from the mini bar and then gone to like the <laughs> local Walgreens and replenished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've uh, it's electronics that probably I got work. I got in major trouble once uh, for removing all of the contents of a of a mini bar and then uh, using it. I was on like a, a work trip. It was like a comic book convention that I was covering, and like a bunch of friends in my uh, of mine and myself, like we just like used the mini bar for the beers for the weekend, right? And like we got charged so much money. Yeah, the key uh, is you just you just have to tell them that you're kosher. If you if you say you're kosher, yeah, they can't yeah. do anything to you. Yeah, that's a good point. They can't yeah, even I, ask. I, I spent yeah. like almost a month in a hotel this summer and imagine the sadness of like, yeah, and they, they didn't have the mini bar. I think as Alex said, they're getting rid of it. And like, they're so tapped for space. Like give you, first of all, give you the fridge. And like, why, did, why spend room on like this thing that nobody really wants? You can get your own food. If you really want to spend a ton of money on food, like just order room service. Like imagine the sadness of coming back every day for like a month and looking at like the same four food items, but not eating them uh-huh, every yeah. single time. It's like, That's like hard. the Lay's potato chips just like haunting <laughs> you for weeks at a time. It would be so it would be so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now uh, what they do is they put the bottle of water on like the counter, which is like five dollars <laughs> if you open it. No, I, yeah, it, honestly, Chester, that gets me. That gets me a lot. Like I, I yeah. open. I'm like, shit. Oh no, I did it. I did. I, it. Think, I shouldn't have done it. I think it. it's sometimes they're free. It's never clear, honestly. It's not, they're, and they're that's a problem. Free, yeah. That's a problem. No, no. They'll, then, they'll like to clarify be... it, what are you going to call downstairs? Like, I don't want to yeah. talk to a person. No, there's a, usually <laughs> a tag not. that says something like, "If you're a silver elite status, then enjoy this complimentary bottle of water." And it's like, oh wow. So if I <laughs> if I stay in your hotel 27 more times, I'll get a two dollar bottle of water. What a win. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, Chester, uh, are you? Do you? Uh, do you rock the middle? Are you? Can people put you in the middle? Is it a good spot for you at the table? I think I do okay in the middle. It's not my. Yeah. It's not my my first choice. My first choice is to be in the like the opposite of the host. Like the host generally seats at the head, so I want to be on the second head. Okay, because um, like you get you get more space. I like space. Yeah. Oh, I um, thought you were gonna, you get more respect, which I think is also true. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting at like either one of the heads of the table, and suddenly I feel like your profile has risen. Right, that's true. The risk is you can get like boxed in with undesirables. Yeah, like if, if the two people next to you are not people that you want, then like the meal is ruined. Yeah. The corner spots are tricky. Uh, the corner spots are really, really scary. Now, prior to this episode, had you? I've never heard of the concept of the middle. Like usually, it's the it's the two heads that are sort of the most important primary positions for for leading the, the socializing. So I, I thought it was sort of strange that they decided that the middle. You know, nobody ever wants a middle. Uh, you know, as as as, uh, as I've just said, you have the least space, and a car no one wants the middle. You got arms rest issues on both sides. I've never seen the middle as sort of the ideal seat at a, at a yeah. dinner party. I've actually been to to uh, Shabbat meals where the hosts specifically sat in the middle because their their theory was, you know, the hosts always sit like at the top and then like they end up like not talking to half the table. And like you had oh. these guests over and you didn't even interact mm. with them. So they specifically oh. moved to the middle for that purpose. Um, it also makes sense. You know, they're like the connectors of the meal. They're the only ones that 100 percent know everybody there. The thing I enjoyed the most about it was uh, the I, I love when there's like a like a like a, an alliance between Larry and Susie, like when the two of yeah. them are. Yes. on the same yes, frequency we love that yeah uh, and like she calls him and it's like this is a huge issue and he's like yeah your dinner party is ruined you can't sustain <laughs> the middle uh and like i love like can you fix this he's like yeah of course and his solution wasn't even like especially creative it was literally just like you can't you two cannot hold the middle uh, yeah he fired them he fired them <laughs> yeah uh Akiva, have you heard of this concept? Is this something in your experiences uh that the that the middle spots are really prime positions? I I've never heard I've never heard the concept, but that's sometimes what Curb does. They explain things that you sort of yeah. knew but never put words to. Like the yeah, the middling now it's like if you were to make a dinner party tomorrow, that you would actually have this in mind, unironically, right, Josh? Yeah. Like yeah. you would actually like use this principle and yes. like sometimes Larry makes sense. Yeah. Well, you need really- to have an odd number on each end, right? If, if you have four people on a side or two people on a side, it doesn't work. Yeah, it really depends on the number of people at at the party. I mean, my wife and I always debate this when we're deciding like how many people to invite for for a party. Um, because like we, we we view it as like if there's well, you know, we're sh- sh- we're talking. Yeah, what I mean, I mean is Shabbat, Shabbat meals, yeah. Um, yeah. so like if you have six people, six people is like one conversation. Everyone's in on it. Once you go yeah. past six, it turns into two conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by six, you, you mean like three couples. Right, three couples. You're a, so you, so you're a three, you're a three couple person. Not well, it's like you know, a couple, when you're when you're cooking, you want to try to pack in as many as you want. But then you know, it's yeah. the, well, this question is really people. only relevant when we're going like plus four people. I guess like the, like is there like sort? There's got to be like the middle person to an extent in a five, but I guess that's the head. So like you're really looking at like the six is where the questions about the middle begin. Yeah, can well, we talk eight, about two uh, people on the ends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we talk about the guest list at this dinner party? Yes. Yes. Because please. it doesn't make any sense. Like the the Greens are hosting a dinner party, so like they're what the, the people they choose to invite are Larry David, his mm-hmm. ex wife Cheryl, Larry's cousin Andy, and his wife, who everybody and, hates every right. time we see them. And then yeah. some new guy, Harry, who I guess is their accountant, and um, who else is anyone else there? And and Freddie Funkhauser. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Funkhauser. That's this. That's this group. This doesn't make any sense. Well, he let's go to the next man. dinner party. The, the next, next dinner party is even crazier. Yeah, so that's being hosted by Cousin Andy and Cassie, right? 
Yeah. And and now yeah. there's a new couple who we've never seen before. They're, and it's, yeah. Yeah. So their cousin's business manager's girlfriend gets an invite <laughs> to this dinner party. Uh -huh. Yeah. So so that's Greg Schaefer. That's uh, the aforementioned yes. Jeff Schaefer. That's his brother. That's oh, his that's brother. cool. That's fine. Yeah, and so I guess he put his brother on the show. And then has the he been on the show played... before? Or this is the first time. No, no. this is his. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then the wife is played by Susie Henschel. Sounds like another member of the tribe. I couldn't tell from googling if she is uh, uh, Greg's don't real ask. life partner or not. I don't think. Yeah, I'm not supposed to ask. Yeah. I don't think so. I did. I could. I, I tried to find that out. I couldn't find any evidence yeah, of that. She's a writer, not an actress, so she might just be another friend situation. Yeah. But, oh, that also. Uh, but that yeah, but make, there's no explanation what some, they're doing there. That would make some sense to me too, in terms of like COVID protocol filming. Of like, just bring people that we know are safe and are like in the uh, right. True. You know, it, just fill, is, fill is, it out. They're non-speaking roles. Like, it'll be easy. Is Larry basically Jeff's only client? Like, we rarely see Jeff. Yeah, have I mean, client, I've kind know? of gotten that sense for a while. I don't know. The historians are there. Are there? He are there other clients. He almost signed Rickard, Ricky Gervais, but uh, that didn't work yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There might be a couple and others. He, he, almost, yeah. he, never, he wouldn't. He he would sign Clive Owen. Same situation. Oh yeah, Clive. Almost Owen. signed Ben Affleck. Same situation. Every time he has another possible client, Larry basically ruins it. Larry yeah. Ruins yeah. It. yeah. Larry doesn't let him have a second client. Which I always argue yeah. just like adds further like interesting angle to like the whole like Susie Larry um, dynamic that like this is like Larry's like literally your only source of income and like the way that Susie treats Larry just like takes on a whole it next is, level. It is wild. Yeah. If, uh, imagine if you're imagine if like your significant other Josh like you had a boss. Yeah. Imagine if like every time. Let's say Rob was your boss for the purposes yeah. of this, like back in the day or something. Like, yes. Every time your wife saw him, she berated him to the point of like <laughs> just yeah. insanity. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, like, we can't eat tomorrow. We if, can't like, go. We can't go over. <laughs> right. Like there's like literally an unlimited number of like managers in Hollywood that will yeah. take Larry David's business. Right. Uh, it. I laughed so hard when they were talking about uh, the, the stage four cancer survivor <laughs> and the wisdom that was passed along that uh, got, that like got Larry to like lose all of his money to Cheryl or much of his money to Cheryl. And that kept Jeff and Susie's marriage alive and just like the pure. Uh, disdain that uh, washes over both Larry and Jeff, I thought was incredible. Yeah, uh, too, like my, I think that's like basically my two favorite moments of this episode are just like shots of Jeff, like the, yeah. that one shot of Jeff with that like that like resignation on his face where he realizes he was almost we're out. We're supposed person. to be together, you know. Yeah, and like, oh. and then and then when they're in the supermarket and they're like they're walking to check out and he's just like holding a box of fruity pebbles. I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really good. Um. What give us some uh, some some bells and whistles uh, from the pretty 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 good podcast? What would you do right now if this was uh, if you had the full wheel over the show? Let's turn the wheel over to you. Uh, walk us through uh, things that we have not yet done on the podcast. Uh, we haven't discussed well, yet whether or not Goebbels is the goat. Uh -huh. Oh no! <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's probably that's, that's probably uh, right that, that yeah that's probably a no. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a, probably like a zero to four I vote. Mean, Larry, even knowing favor. the word goat, like, yeah, he's the goat. Like, he's so. <laughs> this is Larry right never knows the cool lingo. Yeah. How many Nothing. seven year olds, how many of our parents have ever, if would be familiar with the term goat or would use the term goat? Because I'm um, going to guess zero. I think Rabbi Lou would, would know me. the term goat. Well, he's only like forty-five because you're. Yeah, only he's not so. I mean, he's yeah. 60, yeah. 61. 62, I think yeah, I, I, I could. Good. I could. Uh, he's around teenagers I, old. I could train my parents to use the term. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would last very briefly. Uh, but I think like for like a solid week, I could imagine the world where they're they're saying go. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
They say Josh is not our goat child. Right. Yes. <laughs> they would say that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ben's the goat. They uh they, they yeah. quote that line, the bigger the lie, the more they believe it. That was also the like the like the tagline quote for I believe uh season five, episode one of The Wire. There's that scene where they uh they do this like whole trick on a suspect with like the copy machine. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's that's like you know, every episode has like that like quote that's like the quote of the episode and that was there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it worked for for a time. I mean, like they, they you know, the the idea at least would, seemed like a good one, but then it it did get them stuck in the the hot dog eating competition world, which I'd be happy to see more of. I think I would, I, I would, I wouldn't mind like now having a storyline where Larry is like a champion hot dog eater. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we're never gonna find out who won, how many hot dogs he ate. That's not totally come up like again. it's done, but like I would love to see it, Akiva. Yeah. Like I'd be very, I'd be very deleted scene if, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> HBO on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I also I, I really love that they come back to that because like Alex and I have noted that like there's many episodes where like it ends on something that's like seems unnecessary to like go back to something else. And here I thought it worked perfectly. Like they could have ended on like Larry walking out after they say like we're in on Maria Sophia and going back to the hot dog eating contest, I thought was like a great note to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of like what would have. I mean, maybe is the episode like is this another instance of just like not like the best name for the episode? Like the mini oh, bar stuff yes. was fun, but like yeah. I don't think like I don't know. Like I, I would it's probably call like I would probably call this like the big lie or something like that. Maybe uh, you know, like the, the hot dog eating like, contest, yeah, the, the hot dog eating contest, maybe the or like or like the yeah. audition tape, the audition the tape even the good. jacket, even the jacket, which is you know a bit. We don't really see much of the jacket, what but did, it's a big part of we, the. Uh, is that Chekhov's jacket? Like, is the jacket like uh, being filed away to return at a later date? Who will took the we jacket? see the jacket again? Do we, we think Angelina Angel was not sufficiently aggressive in, yeah. in getting the jacket? Yeah, who took I... it? Who took the jacket? Yeah, maybe Ted accidentally sharing my screen. Maria Sophia, can I have your jacket? Can I have your jacket? Josh, you're, you're you're ticking off all my notes in in sequence. I was going to ask about the name of the episode. I was going to ask about the jacket. If we'll see that again, yeah, I'm all very right. impressed with you right now. Now you you go <laughs> next on your notes, and yeah. I'll tell you if that's where I was going to go next. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a reference to uh, the Jets uh, driving Larry to door yep. slamming. Yeah, yep. no, yep. Whether I've been uh, there. how many doors they've slammed because of a Jets game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll what say that was there. That was the one, th- one of the couple things that I really didn't like about this episode. The whole like door slam gag, I thought was kind didn't of go anywhere in the end. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Silly. I thought well, when he like squeaked the last time he squeaked the door, like in curb fashion, usually like that would be like, what if he does that? Here we're rewriting the episode. He does that, and someone off the street comes in and takes the jacket because he didn't close the door properly. Mm. And that's where the jacket is. Mm. You know, it's by the Could front be. door and it gets swiped. So will we get a flashback in the future episode? <laughs> yeah. Anything I think this is a very this is a significant unresolved uh, mystery. Uh that Look, I feel every like... single episode of Curb must have something that has never previously been mentioned that all of a sudden is mentioned nonstop. So last episode <laughs> was Larry's towels. <laughs> so this episode it's Larry's door slamming. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows about it. He's uh, he, he's door deaf. Are <laughs> you are, are are any of you door deaf? Do you feel like you're you're door I'm a car door slammer. Good? Yeah. That's oh. dangerous, I feel like, Akiva. Mm. Like that's mm-hmm. Uh, not on purpose. I just never. I've never hurt. really. I've never really figured out the appropriate, you know, amount of power to use. Maybe I'm yeah. too strong for my own good. Yeah, yeah. I I might be numb to door slams. When when I was a kid, my sister's like go to move when she was like having a meltdown was she would just like go to her room and like slam her door a hundred times in a row, yeah. like oh, no. like for for an hour. She would just keep opening and slamming her door. Like that was like <laughs> your desensitized house. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I don't even hear door slams anymore. I think. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
How do you just feel about doors generally after that? Um, I try not to walk into them, but yeah. other than that. <laughs> well, yeah, that opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want anyone to look at you differently. His wife had him on the yeah. couch for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, guys, we've, we've, we've been talking for like 40 minutes here, and we have yet to mention Leon. Yeah. Which Leon had the, had the line of the episode, the right? Tap water. Tap they water. effing they effing been jerking the they've been they effing jerk the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an LOL for me. Yeah, uh, I tap love his water. I, one of his best. One of his best. Yeah, the tap water is a great idea. The flyer is also great. Where like it has three questions, and the third question is 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 your name Mary Ferguson? Like you want to lead with is your name Mary Ferguson? <laughs> um, we are. Like we are for sure going to Asia with Leon and uh Mary Ferguson, right? Like, I hope so. At this point, on like location? it is going to be so disappointing know. if we don't. In COVID time, on location, I know. You think we're going? No, it's be tough. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, so I, they have to have like a really funny payoff for like why it doesn't work out. So uh, if I set the over under at zero point five more Mary Fergusons this season, Josh is definitely going over. What if I set it at one point five? Will we get at least two more Mary Ferguson season? Mary so, Ferguson. right, Josh? I mean, Mary's we, Ferguson. yeah, Mary's because I, I like <laughs> Leon's in every episode. He's not like yeah. Ted Danson, you know? So, like, I, I think even in this episode, like, they did something smart, which is they got Garland and Leon to go shopping with him, which didn't really make sense, but it makes sense in terms of comedy. Like, just let the A team roll the, yes, through the exactly. supermarket and have fun yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah, that was I smart. mean, I think that the Mary Ferguson stuff is clearly the Leon story. So, I think that, like, uh, I think maybe like I can imagine like third times the charm. And so like the third Mary Ferguson could take, but at the very least, like we are going to be hearing about, we're going to hear the words Mary Ferguson in every episode of this season. Uh, like that's not a question for me. Um, but whether we're going to have more than one, I think I would take under, I think, we, I think there's going to be one more Mary Ferguson is going to be my mm. take. What about you? Keith? Yeah. What do you think? I think I'd go over, um, but uh, you know, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet. Uh, I wouldn't bet Larry's, uh, you know, guest house on sort it. Sort of like speed dating, like another speed dating round, and so there's yeah, like, montage, you know, like a maybe. cavalcade of yeah. Mary yeah. Ferguson's, like that. I'm not counting, but like as far as like like flesh and blood, three dimensional Mary Ferguson characters. One more. We'll do what about one. somebody changes their name to Mary Ferguson? I think that happens. Well, yeah, once with like yeah. A, that that seems like the easy the fix here. Just like find someone you like and then just What's have that easy to change, change your name. name. Emily, uh, my wife had a take uh, that she thinks that uh, by the end of this, the part of Mary Ferguson will be played by Maria Sophia, uh, and that she will wind up going to to Asia with Leon. Uh, that that's the part of a lifetime. Mm, interesting. I like that. that I, th- yeah, that, that's a good one. We got to track that now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jeff Schaefer in, in an interview before the before the season, um, like described this episode as like this season as like a puzzle within a puzzle within a puzzle. So it's yeah. like I feel like nothing is is off limits in this season. Nothing is safe. No one is safe. I think, by the way, that's also a reason why this episode was so good because there was a bunch of stuff in the first two episodes that didn't make sense to us that started the, to get connected. So, for example, one of Avin and my big questions in episode one is like. Why the hell are they at Netflix instead of HBO? Why would HBO even allow that? Now we see it's because they're going to go through each one and they're sort of like trashing each one out the do door. You, do you think Hulu had to approve like, hey, we're going to go to Netflix. When that fails, in our moment of desperation, we're coming to you. 
And Hulu yeah. was like, fine. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I don't think they need permission. Because I don't that. think Apple TV would allow it or Disney Plus would allow it being second after Netflix. Like the, the well, I, don't, I, don't I mean, if Disney has a good that. sense of humor yeah. about themselves, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, like Netflix before Hulu. There's no know? downside <laughs> to getting free advertising on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think Hulu knows they're not Netflix. Yeah, and I, yeah. but I even think like Disney, like uh, like uh, from like the top down, like even like, oh, yeah, well, Hulu has only got like five more years at most. Mm. So, you know, like we can make a joke out of that. But, but here's fine. a here's another example. So in the first two episodes, we have, you know, the extremely diverse group of network assistants at Netflix. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's never a reference to it. And it's just sort of, you know, hanging out there like a big matzo ball. And we're like, how come Larry hasn't, you know, made any comment here? It's obviously yeah, a put, a, put his foot in the mouth or something. Yeah. So, right. And so now in this episode, we, we got a little bit of that with with, with the pronoun thing yep. and then with the Jewish thing. And so um, and so, you know, again, I just think like we're starting to see like, you know, they've left us little breadcrumbs in the first couple of episodes. And maybe we were in, in hindsight, maybe we were judging them a little bit harshly. And maybe when Av and I do our, our rewatch of season 11 in 2026, we'll yeah. be a little bit higher on those first two episodes. Yeah. Although they do they do a very nice misdirect, I thought, where they're like they Larry assumes diversity and is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think you would have done that before. But then, Larry doesn't says, get the like fuck they... out of here when they say they're not supposed to do something. Larry doesn't care. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's his place to say about like about Jews. Right. He's like, yeah, I got the, it's fine. Oh, it's because yeah. It's, yeah, he says that about Jews. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. What 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 is your guys' take on that. on the hot dog eating Akiva? I, I have very good yeah. uh, hearing when it comes to uh, you whispering about me on the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. What what is your guys' take on the hot dog eating contest as an idea? Like Larry gives it to Pat Oswald to Harry as the way you know as the thing to text the girl. Oh, as a dater, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was a good joke. And then, like, it's not received that way. And I think for me in that moment, like, then I would have to explain the joke. And, like, I wouldn't commit to the lie. I would explain the joke. And I think that, like, the fact that I have to explain that I wasn't being serious, like, kind of, like, tells me, like, where we're at in the situation. Like, I think uh, usually you'd get, like, a, oh, that's funny. And then, like, you could text the picture of hot dogs or be like, hey, I had 12 after. You're not usually going to get like, can I come with? Uh, no, no. I don't think you can send the pictures of the hot dogs and expect a favorable reaction. I think, uh, but like I, that's I, do one, think I think again, he's getting greedy with the if he's now sending the hot dog pictures. Anybody yeah, who's not- even 1% interested, if you're on like Hinge or whatever, and this comes up, you're getting... Uh, you're getting a response back about the, like that is that is a good idea. I don't I don't know comedically, but like that is a conversation starter. You know, if you're yeah. in the middle, you're talking about the hot dog eating contest. You're getting yeah, responses. definitely, definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, I was I was a bit confused in terms of like how they end up at this dinner party because like the whole idea is we're gonna go for drinks. She's in. Then he says dinner, and she ghosts him for two days. Then he's like, oh well, just kidding about dinner because I have the hot dog eating contest the next day. Oh yeah. So why do they end up, up at a dinner party that night? <laughs> Yeah, the night. Yeah, that's a good point. Know he was a big celebrity who does hot dog eating contests. Uh huh. <laughs> now she's in. <laughs> yeah. Now she's hooked. Now Maybe she's she hooked. hates watching people eat, and she knows he's not going to eat at for, because he's saving himself for the that's hot dog. But she really wants to go to the competition, so she must not be. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's a flaw in my logic. She's going to watch him eat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else from the episode? What What haven't we hit? Probably a lot. <laughs> Leon stole a dog. Wait, Leon stole well, a dog. I missed that. Well, he says yeah, he, he kept the dog for six years. So, but that implies what he returned it after six years. Yeah, I don't know. He says he found the dog and he kept it because he liked it. And then, like, he would see the signs referring to the dog that he was currently in possession of, and he would just he would just like laugh at it and keep it. I want to be really respectful here, uh, especially coming off of the heels of the Angel Muffin episode. So, I don't mm-hmm. want to get Dylan O'Brien mad at me. But like, we're still putting the poster up at six at year six. 
<laughs> right. It's also a very risky, you know, like stealing a dog in the neighborhood in which you live is kind of like, you know, trying to commit in-person voter fraud in your own neighborhood. Like you're risking that you're going to be caught by the person putting up the very sign that you're walking past with that dog. It's a bad strategy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it, guess you can just immediately say, oh, I just found it. I was walking over to return it. Yeah. Leon I doesn't guess... necessarily always think things through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it works out for him in the for the most part. So <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Any episode rankings or anything you want to do here, you want to save that. You want to hang on to that. We could do that. Uh, we don't have to save anything from you. We can. Uh, uh, yeah, we can. How, let, we. How, we do, how let, do you do this? Where, where do you want to? How, what, what's the, what's the data that you you need to? Input? We do. Well, we do. We do yeah. rankings on a zero to five pretty good scale. We do a come okay. with guy, and we do a fucking asshole. Yeah, let's I do to it. Say fucking asshole on this yeah, podcast. Well, you've enough. done it now twice, so let's keep. <laughs> you know, we'll, I guess we'll keep doing it. If you remember to self censor, that's awesome. But if you don't, you know, it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. Yeah, sure. um, it's the name of the uh, the award. So lead it. Lead us through it. Uh, you want you want us to give a, from a zero to five. Yeah, zero to five, pretty good scale. The five being the highest, I'll relative go, to other episodes of Curb. I, I mean, I would give, I would give the mini bar. Like, I feel like that's like a, a like I'll go in like uh, increments of point five. So, like, is a three point five too low? I mean, I think like it was, it was a. Oh, million, we gotta hear you say it. I gotta hear yeah. you say it. It's a pretty, 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 pretty good. That's a right. Word. How do you guys do halves? You do. Yeah. We have we have a we have a divergence. We do it different ways. Yeah. Okay. Because I've been on the, the show, word very quickly, or you can say the first half of the word. Yeah. Your your choice. I did like the first the half, half of it. Like I feel yeah. like it was it was I I really enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed the first. I'm very easy to please with this show. Like I'm kind of like I'm like yes or no with curb your enthusiasm, and I'm right. like very rarely a no. Uh, yeah, so I think that yes, I, but I'm like I'm being like gun shy of like I don't want to say this is like a transcendent episode. It was the best episode right. of the season so far, but it's episode three. Yeah, I think particularly with like uh, late era curb, it's like very hit or miss. Yeah, Keep, uh, yeah I'm ranking? I'm pretty 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 pretty. This is normally like a three point two five out of five episode or three and a half. But coming off the heels of last week, they just needed like Bounce we need back. a win after a yeah. loss. So sure. the fact that this was good and also sets this table better even though it wasn't just like a table setting episode than the last two to me is like it's a season saver so i give it four out of five okay yeah i'm right there with this was bad. we might like josh and i like if this episode just had nothing josh and i like might have had a conversation after it's like do we need to cover all that you know <laughs> yeah. but, like this i think saved it like all right yeah we could keep going yeah, yeah i'm right there to give us a reason to keep watching yeah. I'm right there with Keeve. I, I I give this four pretties. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, this is yeah. Again, like not an all time great. Not an episode that like you you need to tell people like oh you got to be watching the season of Curb Enthusiasm because season three was like an all timer. But a clear cut above what we've seen so far, and just like a really enjoyable episode beginning to end with like tons of laughs. I think a couple iconic things like the middling is like a really good concept. Um, like Elon Gold as like you know like the overly Jewish thing. You know they've done that before, but I thought he pulled it off really well. Um, I, you know, this is just like a really strong episode of Curb to me, so it's like clearly an above average episode. So I give it a four. Yep, and uh, we're it's almost a clean sweep, we're just half a pretty short from Jeff. Uh, yeah. excuse me, yeah, you can call me Jeff. I don't know why I just called call you, me, call me whatever you want. <laughs> from, 
from Josh. Yeah. But I also, I think this episode was pretty, 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 pretty good. Better. Than I wonder if that. there's a Jeff Never Wiggler finished. out there. Is there a, <laughs> let's let's look. And it's definitely going to be a J E F F. We're not getting like a G-E-O. the G O the G E O F F. There a Jeff Wiggler? No, it just all comes. Oh, there yeah, was an, it, an Andrew Jeffrey Wiggler. Yeah, he was born uh, in 1965. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of Josh Wiggler. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of. Uh, so but, uh, I yeah. apologize this to episode, Jeff Wiggler if you're out there for uh, I buried you yeah. on Google. Sorry. <laughs> this episode very good to me. I have it ranked out of the 84 episodes in seasons 1 through 9 and 11 that we've rated so far. I have it at 23. Oh, that's so, really high. Okay. Well, yeah. I gave it 4, 4 out of 5. That's what it means, right? I mean, it's, it's a, a that's very that's uh pretty 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 bad if that's like the highest ranked from season 11 probably though, right? Like if it doesn't get better than this. I mean, if I had to guess, and that's an interesting game you're challenging us with, Josh, or should I call you Jeff? Um, you can call me Jeff. Of the 10 episodes of this season, where do you think this will end up being in the ranking of the 10? I'm going to say it's going to end up being the second best episode of the season. I think we'll get one better, but I'm not going to be greedy and ask for two. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, if this is lower than that, then that, that would be fantastic. That means it's a really great episode, great great season to curb. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope we get two or three or four or five episodes better than this. But yeah, this is going to be one of the best episodes of the season, I think. Like yeah. top three top three i'll call it i'll say yeah if this three. is third i'll be fine yeah i'll be happy yeah. if this is three. Oh, come on be a come with guy uh all right come with guy yeah i'll go first i'm gonna say that my come with gal is maria sophia i didn't love her in episode <laughs> one but again just the discs in this episode whether they're hers or on the page or she's just all over the place in shocking and hilarious directions the the, the physical fight that she gets into with cheryl and then, and then the ted appearance is i'm trying to think of like a like a fist fight in a, in a in a in a in a movie or a show that has like shocked me more. The only one I can think of is in the original Borat movie in like 2007 <laughs> or whatever. And I saw that I saw it at a, like a premiere. So it was a completely packed theater. And when they did like the naked wrestling in, in the in the uh, hotel, I like couldn't breathe. Mind. I was I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And and this was you know not that level. Also, hopefully, I'm slightly more mature than I was 14 years ago. Not much. Um, but to me, like she was just she's dynamite. She's she's like throwing 103 miles an hour and wild, but effectively wild. You don't know what she's going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been since Chet shirt since we saw Ted Danson down on the floor like that. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long it's time. A, it's a good callback. Who's your come with guy off? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with Alex. It's got to be Maria Sophia. She just like her, the physical comedy, the like, just like the, the fierceness that, that which she approaches, uh, you know, the attempt to get her jacket back. Um, you just got to respect that. I mean, she yells out, eat them latkes at one point. I mean, <laughs> just like she just wins the episode right there if she had done nothing else. Yeah. I like how she did research on Jews. And, and she said that I grimaced. I'm like, oh, here comes the anti Semitism. And all she yeah. said is that we use our hands a lot, which we do. I've yeah. been reading up on the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gesticulation is not necessarily off base. Like, I feel that. Like, that's definitely mm-hmm. me. Uh, yeah. Keep who's your come with, guy or gal? Uh, yeah, I think it has to be Maria Sophia. I'll say this. Um, I thought Cheryl Hines had one of her better episodes in years. I thought she was I think really I'm, good. I'm leaning Cheryl uh, because, like, at first it's just, you know, it's another client, right? You know, but, like, she goes she goes for a second round with Maria Sophia. Mm-hmm. Like that's commitment. Like this is like a good teacher. She's like not ready to just abandon her student. She goes she's she says take five and come back. Yeah, like we Cheryl talked about like real come with in this episode. Yes. We talked about like giving her storylines that aren't just about like will they or won't they or her new boyfriend. And this is a perfect this is a perfect storyline they picked. They did a good yeah. job. 
I thought so. Well, again, uh, they need to find some reason to get her in the show because, yeah, it can't just be will they or won't they anymore. It doesn't, you know, as Av and I were saying, the reason that you become an acting coach is because, you know, you sort of failed out of acting, but you you, you didn't take, uh, you, you did sign a prenup or you don't have, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars. So I don't know why she needs to be an acting coach, but she wants to and more power to her. Well, I mean, people so. want to work. It's not just, but that yeah. was, that was a funny thing also where Larry has like a moment of fury when he realizes like, oh, she, stage four <laughs> woman is the one who told you yeah. not to take the yes. prenup. But then but there's it's even like the better re- Jeff's reaction yeah. when Susie talks about how they stay together. Because you think like Larry's like... going to be mad because like Susie's yeah. the bane of his existence. But then they like pan to Jeff yeah. and you realize like, oh, that ruined his life. That That's so funny. Yeah. Are they going to are they going to split up again this this season? Like, I, I think they like like teasing that they had well, the, they had the random abortion thing last week. Yeah, well, well Jeff recently got divorced in real life and Curb sometimes tries to imitate real life. So maybe. I really hope not. I really like I I don't think that this is a this is a fragile ecosystem. Like we we have survived the the Larry and Cheryl divorce. Um I don't know that we should go through Jeff and Susie's divorce. I think it is their their horrible, horrible marriage is such a central character on the show. Uh, that I would be, I would be pretty broken up about their breakup. I'm, I'm rooting against that. Thumbs down, hard pass. Yeah, I don't think. Look, he survived. He didn't get divorced in the episode when everybody got divorced, right? When Funkman got divorced and when yeah. LD got divorced. So I think uh, he, he missed the boat. Divorces yeah. are no longer in. I think that's done. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Uh, what's this last one? The F yourself award. What is this? <laughs> this is this is the F and A hole. It's just uh-huh. like the worst, the worst yeah. person of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Cousin Andy here. Like, he can't handle the middle. <laughs> um, I mean, just like his presence on screen is just like very depressing and pathetic. Um, and like he has to like go to Larry to like grovel to like, hey, would you want to come to our house for a dinner party and, and serve as the middle to like kind of like make our dinner party work? Um, yeah, I mean, like you just like you're the FNA all the episode if that's what you're doing. I feel like it's Jeff. Uh, to not to throw myself under the bus, but like to to like uh, be on like to like have the idea of like pretending that you have like like terminal four like stage four terminal cancer, uh, and like to like to come up with that idea to like get out of this pickle is pretty shitty on one uh you know on the first level, but to be the one to act it out, uh, and also to do like a kind of sloppy job about it at first with this like. I like a waffle with my breakfast burrito <laughs> stuff, which is just like alien talk. Uh, like, I feel like this was this was bad from from Jeff. Just a lack of options. I think Jeff uh, Jeff gets it from me. Oh, yeah. Jeff obviously has uh, been the, uh, the fucking asshole many times before. Yes. I will note this is the second time that Av has nominated Cousin Andy in the Black Swan. Well, I mean, Cousin Andy, like if we never saw him again, it would be too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Akiva, uh, who 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 is your uh, effing a hole? Yeah, I mean, like Maria Sofia is like basically evil. She's so funny, but she's basically an evil character. But yeah, I think it has to go to Jeff this week. Oh, wow. uh, he pretended to be a stage four person just to trick a guy into ruining his business to lose his daughter a job that he has gotten for her. No, but bad. you guys think it was Jeff's idea? I think it was Larry's idea. Oh yeah, it was Larry's idea. That is true. But it's but hard. To, a, it's hard to, to give it. to Larry every week, and Jeff Jeff is the one acting this out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so last week Jeff uh, cheated on his wife and and gave some and had someone get an abortion, but this week he uh, pretended, this week he was worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's pretty um, bad last week too. Uh, yeah. But Jeff is usually pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, and that's like part of the. the but that's the, why our expectation, like, in order yeah. for him to be it, or Larry, or you know, one of those people, they really have to meet it. Uh, wait, did you say who you wanted, Josh? 
You said Jeff. Yeah, also, Jeff. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeff. Jeff. Jeff is, yeah, Jeff's where I'm. All right, I, I'm going to do something that I don't know if I've ever done before. If I have, maybe it's only once or twice. I could check my records later. I'm going to give the, uh, both awards to the same person, Maria Sophia. She's why? Just... What did she do? <laughs> she started. I mean, she physically fought Cheryl. She attacked. She, 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 she punched our mom. She punched our mom. She's an old man. Yeah, yeah. She punched our mom. <laughs> he, he, yeah. She, he, she, she attacked. I mean, she's a complete psychopath. Again, it's amazing. Yeah. But like in the context of the show, um, although, you know, I think Cheryl actually, you know, we have a we have a listener, Jared, who always uh, always nominates Cheryl, no matter what she does. She tried to sink Larry's show is our theory, right? By sending that tape into Hulu. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's, a, that's kind of a dick move by Interesting. Cheryl. Interesting. Although justified considering that Larry sent this crazy person to his house to attack her. But uh, to me, it's Maria Sophia. Uh, she, she's uh, she, she's both the comic gal and the effing a-hole of the episode. To yeah, me. I think that works. I think that works. All right. Let's call it here. Uh, that was a pretty, pretty, pretty good podcast, I thought. I think so. Don't only, you, only two pretties? Don't you do the thing where I think I did I do three? You did three. You did three. I think okay. I did. Alex can. Alex doesn't know to count. I give it a three. I give it a three. Three pretties. This is pretty yeah, good. I'll take it. You know, I thought that was. I thought that was fine. Uh, give the give the plugs again. Where where are people finding you? Give the twitters. Give the podcast plugs. Shout it all out from the rooftops. Yeah. So we're pretty, pretty, pretty good. That's three pretties, one yeah. good. Uh, drop the three, add the one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. You can find us on on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple, on all the other podcast platforms. You can find us on Twitter at I don't even know what we are on Twitter. What are we? Pretty good curbot or something? I don't just know. Just Google pretty us. pretty good yeah. curbot. I'm, I'm at Asinensky. What are you? You're at Hester ninety nine. Yeah. Um. You could you could email us with any uh, questions, feedback, comments, criticisms at curbpostman at gmail um and we'll uh, we'll read your comments on the podcast no matter what you say we're we're obligated by the bylaws of the podcast you read so. you read everything that comes your way yeah well we don't get that as many uh yeah. as enemy as many emails as some other podcasts but yeah we read everything we get fewer than you'd think yeah we and read I, everything and i still well, no, we don't read the ones feedback. that there's some that are not intended to be read on the air yeah. but yes uh, uh, yeah so we won't read it against your will on the air yeah <laughs> yeah, I guess I should, yeah we're our our twitter is at pretty good curb Subscribe to the Pretty 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 Good podcast and be a part of half of the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast audiences. Yeah, yeah, uh, true. And yeah. you got you got eighty plus episodes to catch up on if you're, uh, if you're so inclined. It's a. It's Do you a remember which episode, Josh? Which episode were you on? Oh God, I don't. Was, remember. A, was it? Was it something? Was it the Weatherman? No, no, it was the Carpool Lane. The Carpool Lane. I don't yeah. remember what episode because of Hurley. Either, yeah. With Hurley, Hurley was on there. Uh, Keeve was on the uh, the dog sniffing corpse. Season right. three, episode uh, seven. Yes, right. Yes. Uh, oh, that, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you like you hang up on people during the podcast. Isn't that like the bit? Who no, I don't think we've done that. Didn't you hang up on me or something like that? No, I don't think so. You think of you think of Rob with uh, with Randy? No. No, I don't know. There's like something where like Chester, you, you guys say do a, a bit? line, and then the podcast is done. No, no, no. Oh, oh, no. Do a bit. Yeah, There's the podcast a bit. ends. The podcast ends with us saying a sentence, which leads into Larry saying the words "pretty, pretty, pretty, pretty good," which was which is the worst thing we've ever yeah. done because it forces us every single week yeah. to try to like shoehorn some way into end the podcast. Yeah, it's I horrible. just want everyone to know at that point when uh, Chester said the words "pretty, pretty, pretty good," I removed him from the ah. voice call, <laughs> and he is no longer eligible to speak on the pod.
All right. So that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the one segment that we uh, I don't think we did uh, explicitly with Josh and Akiva, although, of course, we mentioned uh, Patton Oswald's role. I would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. Our only celebrity cameo of a new appearing celebrity in this episode is Patton Oswald, who, of course, uh, plays a character, not himself. We discussed that uh, with them already. So I think Av, it's time for us to jump right into the postman. Yeah, let's go to the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a Shonda, Larry! Larry David! You're a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A Shonda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! Uh, first up this week, we have Josh Schmitz, who says, hello, gentlemen, just an OK episode again this week. I did enjoy the dinner scene, but probably would have found it funnier if it wasn't featured so prominently in the preseason trailer. Come with guy is Cheryl, who does Larry the favor of hilariously teaching Maria Sophia the acting. The fucking asshole is Jeff, who sinks to Nulo, lying that he has stage four cancer. And Josh gives the episode two and a half pretties out of five. Next so, up, quite a low ranking. Yeah. Next up is Jim Crumley. Now, can we mention, should we mention here? So I watched this with a bunch of my friends and, and some of them rated the episode and yeah. I sent you their ratings and they were pretty low. You were disappointed in them. Yeah. Well, two of them were low. Um, we got a, uh, we got rankings from A.B. Sutton who gave it a two and a half from Amir Bednarsh who gave it a two and from Jonas Sobin who gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now we go to the great Jim Crumley who says the mini bar continues the string of just okay episodes to start the season. The dinner party was fine, but much like the rest of the season, it felt like well trodden ground Two pretties out of five. Come with guy is Cheryl for trying way too hard with a hopeless cause as the acting coach and the fucking asshole is the head of Hulu, Elon Gold. Not the easiest week for the FA, but he just comes across as such a Hollywood cliche. What does FA mean there? The fucking asshole. Fucking asshole. Ah. I thought it was free agent. <laughs> um, okay. Next, we go to Zach Brooks, who goes J to J. I identify with Larry so much this episode. The door slam mistake is the thing. I always end up trying to be so cautious about it, but the door doesn't close all the way. Also, at the risk of being canceled, they singular versus they plural confusion is a thing. Yeah, I thought that was a really fun joke. Yeah. Um, it like, took like a very unexpected direction. Yeah. Um, and very woke of Larry to even be aware of that. Yeah. Um, I will say it's funny, like in I was like a pedant in like the early aughts about like being using grammar correctly. And you shouldn't say they when you're referring to a singular pronoun of a non of like a right. hypothetical person. And right. I, I, I would I would always say he or she. But, or but I would hate her, when people right. say. Yeah. And but now now you just say they. So. Um, yes. Yes. Um, who he asked, who is the better dinner table middle of Chester? I think you would be a better middle. I would I would I like to like um, pick my spots. Yeah, so you want to be like the spot next to the middle, so you can chime in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to be close the pressure. I want to be close to the action. Just like yeah. the, the worst thing at a dinner party is like when you. It's like kind of like in that episode with Ricky Gervais, where you see yeah. that like a more you interesting conversation is going on on the other side, but like you're stuck in the boring conversation. Well, but the worst is like at least like usually like the the, the dinner parties that you and I usually have. I assume people are sitting at both heads, both ends of the table. But like sometimes when you don't do that, like if you're at a restaurant where people are just on the two long sides. Right. Then the worst is if you're in the end seat, 
because yeah, if you're stuck next to a per- like you only have two options as opposed to like anyone else has like four or five, six options to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. sometimes I'm like, I'm like trying to like listen to the, the conversation I want to be in, but like I have to like also listen to the conversation I'm supposed to be in at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's a, it's a big challenge. Um, I, I guess even the worst thing is if the person next to you sort of rotates, puts their back to you to talk to the person next to them on the other side, then you don't even have a conversation at all. Then you're just looking at the back. Yeah. That's yeah. worst case. So, so what's interesting is that about the whole like dynamic of the seating is that the irony to me is that you actually have a lot more control over your seating when you're a guest than when you're the host. Because at least in my meals, like when I'm the host, like I, I always sit in the same spot at the head. And like we don't do assigned seating. So like we just like tell everyone like sit wherever you want. And then I'm just like totally at the whim at who decides to sit next to me. Mm. But you so, never, like, I, but you never like switch seats during the course of the meal. So, like, eventually our meals always devolve into men and women. Yeah, or so people are clearing the table. You go sit in someone else's yeah, seat and go so chat like, or whatever. Like yeah. Either, like, yeah, the men will go sit, like, in the living room with the couches. The women will sit at the table or vice versa. Like, that's always how it ends up. And, like, I've, yeah. we've actually been, I've actually been to meals where, like, someone at the outset will just declare, like, let's not kid ourselves. Well, men, men will sit with the men and the women will sit with the women. Like, why are we wasting time here? Do you have any couple friends who you guys are friends with who you're closer with the wife or your wife is closer with the husband? Um, I would have some say, of those. I wouldn't say closer then, but definitely more interested in talking to. Well, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's yeah. a lot of boring uh, men out there. Yeah, I wouldn't say that like I have any current relationships where like I'm better friends with the wife than the husband's. I mean, certainly not to the point where like I'm ever like hanging out independently with the wife. So like I don't even know how else to gauge that. Like oh. at this point. No, I, I have some of those and it's a little weird because like, yeah, like you feel like a, like sort of based on like social norms, you're expected to be friends with the husband. But like, yeah, I got nothing to say to you. I'm here for your wife. Yeah. 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 Uh, he also asked whether we prefer black or green olives. Um, I'll go with green, although not a strong preference. I like them both, but don't love either. So I think that the green olive is like objectively like it's the olive, olivier olive, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah so a, a, black, I was... a black olive can be tasteless often. Yeah, I, you know, I spent most of my life not eating green olives because I just thought I didn't like them. And then I started eating them like, you know, in the last few years, I was like, oh, these are very good. Why did I not always eat them? Um, yeah. Yeah. Olives are good. Um, he says some funny stuff, but a lot of illogical like hot dog excuse. The episode didn't come together very well at the end that he gives the episode a 3.0. But wait, then he says, also, this episode was much better than last week. So I have to retroactively reduce last week from three to two and a half. Are you going to go into the uh, standings and update that as well? I guess I have to. Which, yeah. You know, I mean, it's already the worst episode. It's like kind of like the opposite of um, MVP. It's like they could have that last week's episode could have finished last without Zach's retroactive uh, reduction. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think at least for this season, like we'll just leave the ratings open till the end of the season. So like if anyone wants to send in a rating for any episode this season, like do that anytime between now and the end of the season. Um, and we'll, we'll happily, tabulated in the score and like we'll we'll do like overall rankings for the season at the end of the season so yeah um yeah as a reminder as always you can send those into pretty good curbpod at gmail.com or curbpostman at gmail.com we'll get both of those um so yeah if you want to send in anything questions comments criticisms um accusations and like you don't, you don't have to write a whole thing you just send in like my rating for the episode is expertise that's fine Okay. Whatever, whatever you'd like. Um, and then finally ending up the uh, postman as always is Owen Allen, who says, Oy vey motherfuckers. Thank 
Uh, I think this was a bit of a return to episode, accentuated by a proper closing scene, some great lines, nice premise, and a lovely bit of rapport about Goebbels, probably the <laughs> ultimate nerd and Nazi, so he would absolutely love cryptocurrency. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we we talked, we said last week, maybe we get some more uh, Bitcoin discussion this week, um, and the episode led us there. There's actually a quick uh, conversation about crypto. Uh, I think uh, Pat Oswald Clint, you know, jokes to Larry that he's he's investing all his money in crypto. Yeah. Uh, which which wouldn't be a bad decision. Bitcoin hit its uh, all time high today. So, yes, I believe so. Um, yeah, maybe should have done that. Uh, much like myself, I have uh, I have all my life savings in Bitcoin. Do you actually? Not all. No, I have some. Oh. I have some of my I have some of my life savings. In oh, because I've been saying since 2016. Oh, I probably should have got into it, but I'm too late now. And yeah, no, you know, you're not. So you're not too late. So this is a conversation I've had with people. It's like if you really think Bitcoin is going to go to like you know a million or hundreds of thousands, like it doesn't matter if you get into ten thousand or fifty thousand. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's the point. I keep thinking it's going to hit a ceiling because I keep not getting it. So, yeah, I would put somebody yeah. into crypto. I, I think there's something there. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. So. I don't want to be one of those crypto guys, though. I'm in I'm in these chats with my friends who it's what they talk about all day. And it's like, you know, it's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, do we have to put like one of those like this is not investment advice disclaimers <laughs> now or we're going to get sued? This is not investment advice. Don't We don't know anything. Don't put in crypto. Don't put in crypto. Do whatever yeah. you mean. I would like I would like to see that lawsuit though. I thought this podcast about currencies and where these idiots talk for two hours. I uh, how was I to not to know that this was not true? Investment advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sue, sue, the, sue the podcast. Yeah. Um, throw in the uh, throw in the. It's okay. Uh, the podcast is an LLC, so we as individual members are uh, liability yeah. free. Throw in a, a York peppermint patty uh, claim as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, love that leaving line by Harry after the first discussion. Also, the negative reactions of Jeff and Larry to the stage for a cancer lady's advice that has cost them a lot of their livelihoods was great. Um, the episode didn't feel like having to crowbar in a Larry fight scene. It was great to see an exaggerated battle with Ted Danson trying to pull the two ladies apart. I even found Vince Vaughn quite good. And Olin, just like myself and Alex, gives the episode four pretties out of five. For his come with guy, he gives it to Harry, obviously a great name for an acquaintance working well in the tax returns and gets Larry to join in on a new adventure. The fucking asshole. I absolutely love her, but Maria Sofia probably has to take the title just by the nature of how she blew up. And I'm sure she will be a come with gal for Jared, rightly taking things out on Cheryl. Um, okay, so in terms of episode score, uh, the audience ranked this a 2.86. Uh, making it the 69th ranked episode by the audience. Uh, luckily for the mini bar, the uh, the hosts and guests, depending on whether we're the hosts and Josh and Akiva are the guests or vice versa, uh, were quite a bit higher in the episode than the audience. Um, I believe, so Josh gave the episode a three and a half. Key gave it a four. We'll average them out to a 3.75 for the guests uh, part of the tabulation. Alex gave it a four. I gave it a four. Together with the audience is 2.86. That rank averages out to a 3.65, making this the 32nd ranked episode out of 84 or 85. Um, so it's like a top third episode overall. Okay. Yeah, I had it a little higher, but that's that's pretty close to where I had it. So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the audience is dragging us down this way. Yeah, I usually, really- I'm usually not the one raising the averages here, but uh, today I am. Yeah. We should really do an episode without an audience uh, <laughs> so that way we could just we, it'll do whatever we say. <laughs> Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> Next week, we have the watermelon, uh, which we briefly discussed with uh, Josh and Akiva. And uh, we said we didn't know what it's about. But uh, should we watch the trailer now? Let's watch the trailer. All right. Are you sharing your screen or am I? 
Oh, you do it. I, I don't have the thing. Okay. Well, it's a uh, small talk, small talk, small talk. <laughs> I can I can edit this out, of course, but I'd rather just say the word small talk. Should we turn that small talk into medium talk? Yeah, let's uh let's try and do that. I'm gonna optimize for video clips as I want. You to. should. You should. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing swell. How are you? Great. Cannot complain. It's so beautiful out. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Today. You got any fun plans for today? Thinking about having my leg amputated. Oh. Well, <laughs> now I'm gonna pause for a second. <laughs> Leon's wearing a red hat. Are you allowed to wear red hats again? I think red hats are allowed again for now. I think that they, they might be in jeopardy shortly. I, um, I will say this. I think uh, if you're black, it's a little safer to wear a red hat than if you're like a, a middle-aged white male like the two of us. Yeah. Because it's less likely to be assumed that it's a It could be a Trump thing if you're black, for sure. But it's less likely to be assumed than, uh, unfortunately, uh, white men. Not not Jews, but uh, you know, if you're wearing a hat, they don't necessarily know you're a Jew. And uh, white, uh, white males, unfortunately, are uh, Trump's best demographic. So Yeah, I would say that you're, uh, you're six times more likely or so to be uh, a Trump supporter if you're a white male versus a black male. Yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not wearing any red hats right now. I, I'm, I have a twins hat that's red, but the brim is blue. It's, it's, it's very clearly not a, not a Trump hat. Yeah, I don't think I have any right uh, A little cup of joe for the woodman. Oh. I usually drink biodynamic, but I'll all right. So that pause. Yeah. So 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 that answers our preseason question. Uh, I, I'm guessing that Woody Harrelson, when he says he's the woodman, is uh, is is he's playing himself, not a different yes. character known as the woodman. <laughs> Wait, did we discuss Woody Harrelson in the preseason? Uh, we we both thought that he would be playing a character because we thought that would just like be he would want to play like some crazy Zadie guy. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, maybe he's playing a guy named the Woodman who uh, seems very similar to Woody Harrelson's stereotype. But so yeah, it's we'll it, what, what, so do we think that Ted Danson will be in this episode? Will we have like a Cheers uh, ah, reunion of sorts? Oh, yeah, because in the world of Curb, obviously Cheers exists. So, yeah, yeah. yeah let's find out. Biodynamic, bro. I don't know if it's biodynamic, but it's definitely dynamic. Do you not have any kind of feeling of spirituality and inkling? Or, you know what? Have- <laughs> so it looks Hi. like Sha- Larry and Cheryl, uh, Larry and uh, the romance CCs, is over. Uh, yeah, their their uh, teamwork is. Uh, we got some wood man, so that's exciting. Yeah, and beyond that, we we know very little. There, he's going grocery shopping with Leon again. And yeah, that's about all the information we have right now. Yeah, so it looks like last time we got a bunch of snacks. This time, well, maybe we'll uh, we'll buy a watermelon at the supermarket. Or mm-hmm. yeah, we don't really, we don't really the the trailer doesn't really give us any hints as to the titular watermelon. Which is better, honestly. Yeah, uh, it's this isn't. I don't think they call us a trailer. I think they call it a teaser. It's meant to a tease. Teaser, right? And I'm teased. I'm sufficiently teased. I feel quite teased. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if we're gonna have any guests or crossover episodes next week, but either way, I think Wait, we do have a guest next week, don't we? No, we don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we thought we might have a guest, but we uh, we moved that possible guest, I think, to uh, episode eight. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, and maybe we'll uh, have a guest. We have we have a couple other uh, guests. We have we have uh, we have a guest in particular who uh, often says they want to be a guest, but then they say they don't want to be a guest. So maybe that person will be a guest at some point. Hmm, okay. um, remains to be seen. Yeah. So I think next week's episode will be. Get a life, Jews.